Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is its own separate adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined today by Olive. Hey everybody, Olive is a bipedal crocodile, wearing a white Jedi-style robe and baggy brown pants. She looks completely unarmed except for her giant teeth, because she is a level 6? Six? Are we six now? Six monk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've I've just checked the um the magic orb. Yes, we are all level six. <laughs> Good. Uh, we are also joined by Furious. Sorry, I can't say it not in that voice. <laughs> yeah, hi everybody. I'm Furious Johnson. I'm also a level six monk, so we're gonna have a bit of a monk off today. Um not quite as bitey as our friend Olive here. Uh, more focused on uh Kicking people in the shins with my brand new steel toe-capped Samvine boots that I earned in our last little game. And uh, headbutting them in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, I've I, I found them. The most important thing to know about Furious is that he's a greased up angry dwarf. Yes. That's all yes. you need to know. Grease. <laughs> Cover me in baby oil and throw me at the enemy. That's all you need to worry about. <laughs> and making a return after... Quite a long time living underground, both figuratively and literally, is Lord Nez, well, ex-Lord. Let's be, let's be real about this. <laughs> Nezgrax Skarsbrush. Hello, I'm Nezgrax Skarsbrush. I'm a uh, level six wizard. I'm a dragonborn. I'm a brass dragonborn, so I'm all brassy. And uh, yeah, I've been underground for like a year. I've grown a beard. Um, I've learned deep speech. So, yeah, I've, I've been having a really good time. You know, who needs the sun? Lizards. Oh, oh literally, so underground, as in, like, literally underground, deep, dark, cavernous. Well, both, really. I was pretending to be dead, but also I was literally underground. So, well, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, because this episode runs off the back of... Uh, Nezgrax's last episode, which was called The Boy Who Cried Worm. And there's also a year's gap in between now and then. Nezgrax, would you mind giving the audience, I know you've given them a quick rundown of what you've been up to over the last year, but just your personal timeline with the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild up until this point. Oh, well, it's a long story, but here it goes. Uh, no, I won't start. I won't start from the very beginning. I think oh, what people need to know is I was is, hatched as a young and <laughs> <laughs> I um, so yes, I, I was I I was exiled from my family for the second time, and then I uh, met up with my uncle Algernoth, and uh, we had a little bit of a murder mystery on his yacht. And then he convinced me to, well, he, he wanted me to join this mysterious organization known as the HHO, which we don't know what the HHO stands for. And anyway, I, I decided to play along and I would join the HHO. And so I did. Uh, and then it turned out that uh, on our last mission that they were tracking me when I visited the Department of Gnomeland Security, which is this like really cool underground um, sort of like FBI station for gnomes. And uh, while we were down there, they, they were tracking me and then they attacked the DGS. And uh, we realized they were tracking me and that they were on to me. And we thought that the best thing to do would be as if I 
pretended to be dead and, and stayed in this underground city that we discovered with um, these underground people who are really nice once you get to know their language. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing for about the last year. It's been a bit downhill for you, hasn't it, since you were initially exiled that first time, or was it? Literally. You, you, you became yeah. a, a warlock. Um, you could say, yeah. So, yeah, so so if we... If we yeah, so I, when I was immediately exiled for the first time for uh, drinking and gambling away my family fortune and carousing with prostitutes, I met up with um, Mephistopheles in a bar. He, he just sort of came up to me and said, you know, he would give me some powers if I if I wanted to earn my honor back. And uh, he didn't really ask for anything in return until he asked for me to get a book about the secrets of hellfire from my family. And uh, I sort of betrayed him and sent him back to hell by calling Asmodeus to come get him. And so I think he's a little bit probably peeved with me. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a little bit downhill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride for, for old Nesgrax, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, probably. But, but yeah. anyway, the last time we saw Nesgrax, he was going back underground to hide out from the HHO and one of his uh, dear old friends, Mendax, told him that he would be back once he'd managed to find out some stuff. Not very helpfully, admittedly. <laughs> but he said he would be back once he'd um, learned some new information and one year later we'll pick up. So information travels very slowly in this universe, so just, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll pick up one year later in that selfsame underground civilization. Imagine, if you will, a large, in fact, enormous cavern. It's dark. There are purple lights shining from uh, bioluminescent mushrooms. And we follow in on a small underground marketplace. We zoom further in on a single figure walking throughout the marketplace, pushing his way through crowds, carrying a basket under his arm, some less luminescent mushrooms in the basket, and he's perusing uh, some of the more interesting hallucinogenics available in, <laughs> in that market. This is Nesgrax, one year later, somewhat paler, because, let's face it, there's no sun down there, but as, as you mentioned, you have learned deep speech so you can communicate with uh, the wonderful crowd that sound like <laughs> all the time. It's a beautiful language. <laughs> but as you travel throughout the marketplace, you see out of the corner of your eye just a flash of blue, which is weird in this underground universe. Everything's very much a black, brown, grey sort of Hugh, so it's odd, but as you turn to look, it seems to be gone. Weird. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the woman to your left appreciates your usage of the local dialect. <laughs> and she says... <laughs> which roughly translates to... Weirdo. <laughs> anyway, as you make your way back to the house you've managed to... I don't know, would... I mean, would you build your own house in there or would you try and move in with a, a friendly family in a sitcom-esque style? 
fish out of water <laughs> oh. story. Yeah, I think I would want to be like an elf. Um, so yeah, I would probably try to move in with a family and really elf it up. Um, I don't know if that reference is lost on the UK. Uh, I think so. Oh, El- the film Just- Elf. <laughs> No, oh, no, 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 okay. no, no. There was, there was like an the old... reason why Olive eats stray cats. <laughs> then yes, it's lost on me. There was an old sitcom called Elf, and he was he was an alien. He was a little uh, furry puppet Alf. Oh, Alf. that lived with a family. Alf. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought we were talking Alf, uh, Elf, yeah. as in like ears and you know. Yeah, I I, I heard Elf as well. <laughs> no, I'm Elfing it up. So yeah, no, I live with a family. I think I think that would be fun. Okay, do you eat cats you... now? Yeah, do you eat do, cats? Do I eat cats? Um, I mean, there aren't any cats in the civilization, so... <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd be getting the shakes by now, certainly. The cats are safe. I've got the feeling all we eat down here is mushrooms, so <laughs> I'm probably just eating mushrooms. Yeah, it's a very mushroom-based diet and economy, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you head back to the home that you've now moved into, the family that you thrust yourself upon is okay with your presence now, seeing as you've offered to cook and clean. Not necessarily very well to begin with, but you've 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 certainly improved. Uh, the lord, yeah. the, the life of a lord does not lend itself to household chores. Let's just say that. Yeah. But as you walk through the door, um, the room is empty aside from two figures standing in robes. In front of you, just lighting the fire. Uh, hello. Um, don't know you. Where are the... Uh, the figures turn around. One of them is quite short. One of them is about five foot eleven, if memory serves. They turn around and Mendax Yarn Spinner, in his regular guise, says, What did you just say? (gasps) Mendax! Oh my god, I can't believe it, it's you! Oh, in your true form! How long has it been? Um, what, about a year, I think? I mean, you know... Oh. I, 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 I mean, I've got to apologise, first of all, Mezgrax has been... I said I'd be back, I, honestly, I was expecting maybe a couple of days, a week tops, but, you know, thing, things get in the way. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one, let me tell you. But, you know, I'm here yeah. now. We, we've actually got some information. Oh, I sorry, I should introduce you to my associate. This is uh, Furish Johnson. Um, you probably don't know oh. him because you've been underground for a year, but... No. Hi. Furious, say say hi to the dragon man. All right, there's Grax. How you doing, buddy? Hi. Furious. Heard lots about you, mate. Oh, okay. Great. All good. All good. Mostly. You're very shiny. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yes. Yeah, don't hug him. I'm lubricated. Okay. Best not to touch. No. I might pop across the other side of the room if you squeeze too hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Mendax, um, how's it going up there? I was sort of hoping that maybe, you know, we could, uh, I could give the uh, some some more breathing space. It's been a little cramped down here for the last year. Yeah, Mendax looks around the room. It's it's one room. Uh, there's a a large circular bed in the middle, and um, not much else. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, this looks like a difficult time." If I'm on, and I've I've you know 
I've lived in a number of gutters myself, and this does not look fun. It's not so bad, because it's the same temperature inside and outside, because it's just like one big underground city. So no, I can, I can it's not do, like I I'm can being see sheltered from the elements, you know, yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so, honestly, bud, it's a bit of a mess up there. Like, there is so much weird stuff that has started to happen. There was a whole issue with, like, Nulasag, your guild leader, being a being one of me, well, not one of me, <laughs> so only one of me, um, being a changeling and getting oh. replaced by the HHO. So we had to investigate that, tidy up. That's a whole different thing that we still got to do because it's so... Basically, the idea is, as far as I understand it, is that the HHO was replacing certain, like, political leaders and important people throughout Nicomoy, and we don't know who they've they've replaced. I mean... The issue is that nothing seems to have changed that much, which probably tells you a lot about the local politics. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> Sorry, guess. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying something. It's been a weird year, okay? But okay. But the important thing is that um, we've fa- we found your uncle. What? Oh, you found Uncle Algy. Great. Okay. Good. Um, maybe not so good. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid it's okay. He's right. um, he's a little bit imprisoned. At the moment, if I'm honest, um, it's, oh. it's not a great spot. Um, I, I think we'd give it a, a zero out of ten for everything. Oh, okay. Uh, what by like the police? The police caught up with him, found out he was HHO, and no, no. As far as I understand what? it, the HHO took him and then bundled him off somewhere so he wouldn't become more of a nuisance. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Okay, so he's on their naughty list. Yeah, yeah. So basically what we're thinking is that if we go and get him, he'll be wanting to turn tail on them. He'll be able to give us so much information about what they're up to, who their leaders are, all that. And let's face uh-huh. it, he's a Scarsbrew. He's got a lot of sway in the local political world. We bring him back on our side, then we could turn the tide against them. Well, it certainly sounds like a plan. I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed. I mean, the man did try to kill my father. I feel oh. like um, maybe he's getting finally what he deserves. Hey, but... I, I read up on your father. There's not a lot uh, of people who haven't tried to kill him. Yeah, true, but still, they're brothers. Ah. <sighs> well, we'll, we'll figure gonna... it out. We'll figure it out, okay? You know. It's okay, okay, man. Yeah, no, yeah. it's cool. We, cool. I mean, I you never it. know, we yeah. might even be able to figure out what the what the HHO actually stands for, rather than just what they stand for. All right. Well, yeah, no. I don't care really what they stand for. I care what HHO stands for. So, yeah, if we could find that, if this gets us one step closer to at least figuring out what the H stands for. Which one? Then I'm in. The first one. Okay, yeah. yeah I, feel, I feel like if I can get the first one, I can figure it out from there. Okay, well... I mean, you, you never knew. You could have gone for the second one. And, uh, this is not not important. Not important. Sorry about it. It's been, it's been a while. Like It's been ages since I've seen you. So, it's, you know, everything just kind of blurts out. How's that uh, conch um, you're doing? I'm, I'm surprised oh, yeah. you didn't, like, ring it in the last year. There must have been something you needed. Like, how are you doing without the alcohol? Well, you know, it. I. it was... At first it was tough. And then the... Is, introduced me to um, one of these kinds of mushrooms and it made me realize that I'm one with everything. And then I just sort of like lost the um, 
I don't know the 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 taste for it. I guess it's just been like I've just been completely at peace and sort of you know mellow with everything. It's been it's been kind of nice. That explains so much about you. Yeah, that's right. You see my beard. I I wasn't even aware Dragonborn could grow beards. That's amazing. Uh, me neither. <laughs> it's these mushrooms, man. I, I think they're doing something to me. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be careful about breathing fire on that one if I were you. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry. I think my fire-breathing days are over. World peace, man. And I hold up my two fingers. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> but, uh, look, we, I've, you know... I, I've, I've managed. To, I found his location about two months ago. It's it's been a while, but I had to put, you know, call in quite a few favors to try and get things in place. But we were already all ready to go now. We're just waiting on you. Well, uh, yeah, I was gonna like maybe say bye to the, <laughs> but um, if they're not around, I'll just maybe leave them a note and then we can skedaddle. Yeah, yeah, I'd say just leave them the note and the mushrooms. Not the hallucinogenic ones. You seem to be quite dependent on those by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say I probably need to grab my satchel full of mushrooms. And uh, yeah, we can go. Okay. We should probably take a few of those with us for sure. Yeah. You never know when they're coming useful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a really good time. (laughs) But yeah, once you're ready to go, then we we will be off. And he hands you a pair of sunglasses. You're gonna want a pair of these. You haven't seen sunlight in a year. Cool. No. Thanks. Well, if you put them on, they actually look kind of cool, but they, they're just regular sunglasses. Yeah, I, I like um, I like a Polaroid, polarized lens. Uh, these are a little bit sort of modern for me. I prefer sort of a, like an old-fashioned aviator, but, you know, this is fine. Like, they, they were all I could get, all right? You know, priorities, dude. It's okay. It's fine. Dude, world peace. Hold up two fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I should have come earlier. But anyway, if you're ready to go, then we will be off. Okay. And I, like, hold out my hand for you to hold my hand. Okay, he he holds your hand and gestures over towards Furious. No, Furious, um, how slippery are your hands right now? <laughs> Furious looks at you both and just sort of hangs back a little bit, lets you guys go on ahead. He feels like a bit of a third wheel right now. It's all good. Oh no, we're teleporting. Think... You're you're gonna want to. Yeah. You're gonna want to get in on this. Oh dear. Okay. Grab on then. Don't squeeze too tight. Okay. Uh, Mendax places his hand on top of Furious's head. Yeah, this'll do. It's better. <laughs> this'll do. And in a flash of light, they're gone, and reappear on the Nicomoy docks. Now the docks are quiet at the moment, and this is because, you know, as Mendex mentioned uh, the HHO have replaced various people throughout Nicomoy, and uh, Mendex explains that they, you know, as they don't know, you know, as he's already mentioned, in fact, as they don't quite know who's been replaced, they don't really know what to, you know, look for, but they certainly seem to be trying to bait the fire-breathing kittens into, you know, preemptively doing something to do something stupid, as it were. Um, However, Mendax explains on the walking over the docks that he sent Furious to join up with the fire-breathing kittens just to observe how things were going uh, within the guild, considering only a year ago their leader turned out to be 
a hired changeling thug. So Furious went over to you know, see how it, how it went, you know, how the guild was coping with all this new uh, stuff going on. And it, it seems to be okay for the time being, but um, the docks um, and some sea trade seems to have slowed down somewhat and it looks a bit looks a bit sad however mendax leads both of you towards a black ship moored in the harbor with which just has a hint of purple to it and as you get closer you can read the writing on the side which says the vengeful lament and mendax says okay here's 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 our ride um you don't know arlen do you no no you've been you've been underground of course um no, I'll, I'll explain everything on board. It'll be absolutely fine. Just just hop up the gangplanks. All there for you. Try not to slip. There's a couple of uh, barnacles on the on the gangway. Yeah, okay. Sheesh. Vengeful <laughs> lament. Yeah, don't think too much into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as you walk up onto the, the deck of the ship and waiting for you, uh, gathered around a table that has been set upon the deck, are... Four people. There is a, a very squat gnome with grizzled graying hair. You know him as Detective Inspector Devito, uh, formerly of the DGS, the Department of Gnomeland Security. Next to him is a uh, a human wearing a pirate hat who seems to be in his late 20s. You don't know him, um, uh, Nesgrax, but... Uh, listeners will be happy to hear that Arland Artichoke the Fourth is making a comeback. Uh, <laughs> uh, next to him, going round the table, is a tiefling, which you definitely know. This is Chauncey, your uncle's butler. He nods as you walk onto the ship. And next to him is a crocodilian lady you know very well. This is Olive, whom I should probably apologise to for not being able to speak thus far in the podcast. Yeah, they hear my voice plenty. <clears throat> ah, cough, frogs. <laughs> I just ate some. <laughs> a, a leg flies out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So Nesgrax goes up to Olive. He's, Olive, I can't believe it's you. Oh, Nesgrax, I embrace you. I embrace you. <laughs> and then I pull you back with both hands holding your shoulders and I say, where's my dress? I thought you had your dress. Did you give me your dress? <laughs> Darn it. Oh, no. Well, I'm just kidding. Here it is. <laughs> I pull it out of the sack. <laughs> it's, it's got some mushroom juice on it, but um, I think it makes it look cool. I'm so glad you're not dead. Oh, me too. I want to look over at Devito and say, Devito, what's up, man? Oh, you again. Yeah, oh, I'm back, yeah. baby. Yeah, he said he was bringing along someone new, but... Uh, ay, 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 it had to be you. Old and new. <laughs> nah, it's okay. It's okay. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, Chauncey, looking good, buddy. As always, a pleasure, sir. Um, you seem to have... Aged significantly. <laughs> yes, it's true. He's, I've been eating nothing but mushrooms, and I think I've grown a fungus on my chin. It's, it looks like a cool beard, though. 
Well, sir looks as radiant as ever. And hey, who's this? Uh, Pirate Pete, I'm going to say. Pirate Pete. (laughs) Wow, that's rude. This is Arland Artichoke, the fourth. Oh, I was close. It's all right. Arland Artichoke, nice to meet you. Um, Sorry, we haven't met before. Uh, This is my ship. Used to be my great-grandfather's original Arland Artichoke, but um, he passed away, sadly, um, last year. But this is now uh, my ship, and I owe the guild quite a lot, and uh, trade has dried up quite a lot in the last year. So if they, you know, um, this guy told me that he could, you know, try and get things back to the way they should be, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in, you know, whatever you need. So as far as I know, I'm just here for transport. Okay, cool. All right, Ireland. Ireland artichoke. I'm not going to forget that. I got it. I mean, you already did, like, once, but... <laughs> yeah, he's Aaron's, like, cousin or something? Yeah, it's it's complicated. Yeah. Who's Aaron? Oh, gosh, you've been away for so long. He sings a lot, and sometimes when he smiles, he has really sharp teeth. Anyway, so, do I know Furious? Do I know you? Mm, I feel like I would remember a baby oil-covered Furious dwarf. Yeah, we've we've never met before. I've I've heard lots of stories about you since I joined the guild, Olive, but uh, we've never met. Well, you're a monk too, so she sizes you up and she's like, "Do you want to meditate together?" Nah, uh, we should definitely have a monk off. <laughs> okay, you two. I can already at some point in time. I can already feel the tension. All right, <laughs> can we just clear the vibes a little bit? Should I chant? Do you want to race? Who wants a chant? Does anybody want a chant? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'll race you up the gangplank. Oh my god. Let's go. Jeez. Well hey, look we just no 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 swimming contest, I'll lose that. Oh, darn. You are clearly better built for that kind of activity. Um so what? are we racing what? to the gangplank or um Oh you you're actually gonna race. Yeah, I wanna race to the crow's nest, but did you say gangplank? I will go for that. To the crow's nest. That's an even better idea. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. You're about, you've, you've got about two foot height advantage on me, but that's, that, that doesn't matter. We can make up. We can make up. Let's do it. You can start on the first rope, and then I feel like we'll be even. Oh, I don't need advantage. <laughs> don't take pity on me because I'm short. All right. Okay. I definitely want to race to the crow's nest. Yeah, I don't know how okay. mechanically I'm going to, but... Um... <laughs> All right. Mechanically, what we're going to do is just do contested rolls. Um, to run, we're going to start off with some athletics rolls. So we'll do three athletics rolls. Whoever gets, you know, it's a case by case. Can I petition for acrobatics? <laughs> like for a- both acrobatics of us, I think we... will will go into the climbing aspect of it. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> okay. So Ooh. first roll off you two. Seven. I'm not actually athletic. <laughs> Seven. Uh, Seventeen on the dice. Now hang on a minute. Help me out here. So on the character sheet, we've got... Oh, I, 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 won't, I wouldn't worry about that. It's a lot higher than a seven. We've got the... But just so I'm clear, I had the plus... F- I've got athletics modifier specifically, right? Yeah. Yes. So we have yep, well, the plus athletics. number for that. So that's a plus four. So yeah, I'm on a 21. Okay. Uh, with well-practiced ease, furious, like a dolphin or a penguin... Dives forward, arms to his sides, and baby old up, he slides along the deck of the ship, much to everyone's shock. Whereas Olive steps in the baby hole and slips over briefly before regaining her footing and starting to run. 
No one expects a trail of baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> like a snail slither along the deck of just slime left in his wake. <laughs> One of the deckhands gets a mop out straight away and starts mopping up after him like a, like in like in curling with it's the, with the reverse curling. <laughs> just just behind it instead of in front. <laughs> okay, second roll off you two. Second athletics. Oh, oh no. Okay. Uh, 50, uh, 19. Oh, 18. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Olive mm. starts to make up ground, but Furious is just too fast. He's just too, he spent too much time slithering. <laughs> so, uh, Furious reaches. People always ask me why I cover yeah. myself in oil all the time, and I think, I think I'm answering the questions why right now. <laughs> yeah. O- only if, like, in any combat situation, you have to slither. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm impossible to get a grapple on. Furious reaches the 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 mast first. I'm trying to remember as much ship terminology as I can. Furious reaches <laughs> the mast first with Olive hot on his slimy heels. Uh, so we're now going into the climbing portion of the uh, the race. Uh, Furious is technically leading to nil. So climb away with acrobatics. He's also. He should have disadvantage because he's covered in oil. That is an excellent point. Um, for this first one, Furious, yeah, you can have disadvantage. So roll a second one and take take the lower number. Disadvantage, definitely getting up the rigging, yeah. Uh, so that's a six on the first and a nine on the second. So I still get my plus. You still get your, whatever, don't your I? bonus, yeah. So ten. So ten, ten. Olive. Sixteen. 16. Olive, you have claws. This is a very good thing for climbing wooden masts. Yay. Uh, despite the, the shouting <laughs> from uh, Captain Harland, who is kind of concerned that you're going to start tearing up the ship, you reach into the, the mast with your claws and start tearing your way up. And this is a lot more successful than a greased-up dwarf can manage, as it turns out, as he starts climbing up, stops a moment, looks around, while he, and notices the baby all, and while he coyotes himself back down to the back down to the bottom, <laughs> straight back down to the bottom. One step back for every two steps forward or up. Okay, let's have. I'm not built for this. Let's have a second acrobatics throw off you two. Uh, that's a thirteen. 20. Oh, acrobatics. Or oh, get a plus six. Yeah. Uh, 15. You know, we both have plus four and plus six. So this is just dice. Oh, do we? <laughs> like, Pure dice. Pure dice. 25 for me. Oof. Ooh, Olive continues her, uh, <laughs> her rampage up to the top and reaches the crow's nest while uh, Furious has to wipe his hands off on his robe to <laughs> start to get enough uh, grip on the mask to start climbing up. But Olive reaches the top first, but the victory to you seems hollow because you know that had he not necessarily been completely baby-oiled up, he might, in fact, have beaten you to the top. And I also feel a lot of respect because, like, I ran really fast and he ran really fast. And I don't think the other people, I, like, look around at Chauncey in particular. I'm like, I don't think everybody else could have matched us, so... I don't think Chauncey's ever run in his life. I don't think he... Well, he's a bodybuilder, right? But, like, he, he's not fast. No, I, I, I don't think, he, like, in his contract he's allowed to run. 
I think it ha- has to be a saunter every time. Yeah, he's too uppity to move like at a sprint. Sweating? What is that? So, so like yeah. I reach down for Furious, and I, if I don't drop you, like maybe I grab your shirt from behind your head and I pull you the rest of the way up on the crows. I've got like a mohawk. It's it's kind of like a handle on the top of my head. Yeah. You can just grab that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Grab your mohawk. And, pull. <laughs> and the way we go. And I think together we look down on the other people who didn't sprint to the top of the crow's nest. And I'm like, good job, fellow monk. <laughs> high five, that shit. Yeah. Woo. Oh, no, I high five, but it like splats and like sprays everywhere. <laughs> Loaf, mid five of a dwarf. I'm not to big enough. Yeah, the, what was it? Four, four foot dwarf tries to high five the eight. Four foot six. Four foot six. Oh, fine. Four <laughs> foot six tries to high five the eight foot crocodile lady. Oh, no, I'm. Uh... Yeah. Five feet ten. Really? Yeah, man. I'm just. Where did I get eight feet from? <laughs> oh, that's scary. the tail, isn't it? I suppose that's the extra bit. Right when laying down, it can be. Yeah, it's length lengthways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks I'm way scarier than I am. I'm just a, an obligate carnivore who doesn't eat vegetables. <laughs> but I'm not going to eat you. <laughs> I mean, Furious Johnson's never seen a crocodile before, so he doesn't really have an opinion. There you go. He's quite impressed with your rack of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> nice rack of teeth. <laughs> nice rack of teeth. <laughs> Back slowly away. <laughs> while this has uh, been Nesgrax, happening, uh, um, while this has been happening, uh, Mendax taps Nesgrax on the shoulder, says. While these guys, uh, what is it? The guy slithering. While this, while this is all happening, man, um, there's someone downstairs you might want to meet. I've got one more person Ooh. for you. Another person. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and um, he starts to lead you uh, downstairs towards the brig, and he says, "Took me a while to track this guy down. Ever since he cottoned on that we were onto him, that he's been a uh, he's been one. Well, pardon the wordplay, but uh, one slippery devil." Okay. Where I got dwarves on the brain. Um, yeah. Is he another? Is he another greased up dwarf? <laughs> no, no, not this time. Oh. Not this time. Oh, okay. He's he's, ju- he's just in here, and he uh, takes a set of keys out, um, unlocks the brig door, and in there is a figure tied to a chair with a bag over his head. <laughs> We're the good guys. Oh man. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's you know we. It's no more than this uh, son of a bilge rat deserves. And he uh, whips off the the bag. And it's no one you recognise. But Mendak says, yeah, it took a while to, to track this one down, but here he is. This is the famous Brian of Brian's Belts. <laughs> <gasps> Brian's Belts? I had one of your belts. It sort of got an entire headquarters destroyed but it was a really really nice belt i have to say you are a master (laughs) brian kind of like looks very confused but also slightly proud and gives you a a nod but with fear in his eyes a fearful nod if you will (laughs) and mendak says yeah so basically after you um you gave us that that belt. We managed to track the signal back to his shop. As it turns out, yeah, it was totally a front for HHO operations. We found loads down there, but we couldn't find him. He seemed to have gone AWOL, but uh, we we managed to track him down in the end. He was uh, hiding underground somewhere. <laughs> I know, ironic, right? Um, 
Uh. Completely different cave, but no, he managed to... Oh, he was literally underground too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hold up a hand like to give him a high five, like, underground brothers. <laughs> well, he, his hands are currently tied, up, so tied he can't yeah. 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 Never yeah, You mind. get it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Manic says, well, you know, if we, we've already got what information we can out of him, but um, before we, uh, you know, put him back uh, where we found him, um, I, I thought you deserved some crack at getting some information out of him. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, hi, Brian. Uh, I'm Nesgrax. It's nice to meet you. I wish I could say the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I figure. Yeah, yeah. You're sort of tied up there to a chair, which isn't great. And uh, it doesn't sound like you have anything really pleasant in your future. Uh, I sort of, I, I sort of know, you know, I, I feel like I know what you're going through, you know. I, I used to be high up on the food chain and then got sent back down the ladder a couple of times. So, yeah, you know, I, just to let you know, it's not it's not the end of the road for you, man. You, you've got a long journey ahead of you. You can still make up for it, right? Right, Devita? Right, right, Mendax, I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Mm. He, he gives yeah. you a bit of side eyes, like, are we doing good cop, bad cop? Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do that, yeah. Okay, Mendax slams his hand down, go, tell me what you know! <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, Mendax, jeez. Cool it, buddy. Oh, sorry, did you want to be bad cop? Uh, yeah, no, don't, don't, I'm, t- I'm being, I'm, I'm playing along. Keep it going. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> don't don't oh, stop. Oh, yeah. no, I get that. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm on the same page, sorry. It's been a, boom, oh, well, I haven't acted yeah. in like ages. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, listen, Brian, uh, you're going to want to talk to me because I don't think you're going to want to talk to Mendax or any of his associates, really. Um, listen, uh, who have you been in contact with? Uh, from the HHO. Uh, well, look, I used to be a respectable businessman, okay? I just made belts for a living, and they're really good belts too, but then, like, this guy in a bowler hat turns up, and he's like, you know, you know, work with us, and you can make riches beyond your wildest dreams, and if you don't, we'll burn the place down. So, I mean, where could I have gone with that? I mean, you know. Oh, so you were being, um, uh, what do you call it, extorted a bit. I mean, sort of, yeah, but I mean, the money was really good, and yeah, you know, yeah. my, they they you know uh, they helped with my um, advertising campaign. You might have seen um, the the Brian's belts, uh, best belts in all the land. That advertising campaign that went out that was really successful, and you know, yeah. my my business like tripled almost overnight with that ad campaign. So I, I mean, I mean, they might use some shady tactics, but you know, you know, you can't you can't fault their their knowledge of the free market. Yeah, no, I have to give it to them. That was good advertising. It sort of set up a little bit of a religion down where I've been for the last year. So, oh, uh, really? Yeah, it was a little... Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> All they get is old newspapers and magazines down there. So things like uh, your ad really sort of kicked off some some prophecies and things. Is that right? Yeah. So, but anyways, that's neither so, here nor there. Listen. Oh, do you yeah, reckon... What? Sorry, I'm just thinking here. I'm just thinking out loud. These guys haven't let me talk properly for like a week now. And usually I, I talk quite a lot when I'm working. But do you think that if I went down there, said, hey, I'm Brian of Brian's Belts, and they like me, do you reckon I could set up a shop down there and there'd be 
they'd be good with me being there because let's face it, being kidnapped and um, given information out about the HHO isn't exactly um, on their list of, you know, do's. It's very much on their list of don'ts, in fact. I think it was one of the first things in their, uh, <laughs> their paperwork, if I'm honest. Oh, I see. So you're talking about a little bit of Witpro here. Yeah, sure. Witness, witness protection, you know. Ah, like, yeah, we, yeah. You help us out, we help you out, we give you a new identity in the underground yeah. city where everyone thinks your belts are amazing. I mean, they are amazing. You know, what are you talking about? They are about? amazing. No, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like, the, you know, all these people think your belts are amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, yeah, you sent me, you sent me up down there, you know, nice little... What, do they have houses down there or, or what? Uh, yeah, they have like sort of huts made of rock. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a house to me. Yeah, I'll take one of those. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I mean, I can't help you a huge amount because you know I'm very much just a a, a a simple belt merchant and maker of the finest quality. But uh, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll help. I'll help where I can. I mean, these guys have been asking me for ages, and he takes a. Uh, a look at Mendax with a kind of not hatred but disdain in his eyes. He looks at Mendax mm-hmm. and goes, "These guys have been asking me for like the last week to to try and like pinpoint his signal, and they haven't offered anything besides you know crusty bread and the odds salted haddock." But no, I'm 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 I'll take your offer on that. I don't mind. I'll I'll, I'll help you out here for for that. All right. Okay. So you're going to help us track down someone from the HHO. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, is this your bowler hat friend? Well, I mean, I could certainly start on that, but it might take a little while. But um, uh, the scuttlebuttle among the crew is that um, a certain someone's uncle has uh, gone a little bit AWOL, right? Yeah, you could say that. A certain someone's uncle has gone AWOL. So you are aware of the whereabouts of uh, Elginoth Skosbrush? Well, about. About? Oh, so you know the general area. Yeah, well, um, I've had to set up a, a trust fund overseas, and uh, we use the same accountant, as it turns out. So, yeah, I, I, I know just about where... Where where users headed, but yeah, if you you get me on tide, I can I can point it out for you on the map. All right, what do you think, Mendax? Do you think uh, we can trust this guy? He helps us out, we help him out. I think he's lying. I think he knows more than he's letting on, and I think that we should not stop uh, until. Uh, oh wait, are we uh, stop now. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we should just right. yeah, yeah, can okay. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that. This seems okay with me, and he seems basically just a. A pawn in this, same as everyone else, really. Mm-hmm. But I, I reckon, I reckon we could do that. Um, we really help Furious. Uh, we help me, so I reckon we can manage that. Seems fair. Okay, great. Um, okay, well, yeah, let's get you untied, uh, my friend Brian. I untie him. Oh, oh, my hands. Oh, you have no idea what it means to have my hands back. I mean, I make belts for a living. All right, they, they, mm. you know, I need these things. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, you're, you are a master. I mean, if we didn't have your belts in the world, it would be a far worse place, let me tell you. Ain't that the truth? 
and then uh, Mendax you know, uh, puts his arm around you and goes, good job, buddy. You know, we've, we, we've been trying to get him to talk for the last week and, man, these mushrooms must be amazing things. Yeah, I feel like my empathy levels have just really gone up. I mean, it doesn't even feel like uh, like we're different people. I feel like we're all sort of sharing the same consciousness. So, yeah. I get the feeling He's... I should probably not ask too much more about that. But anyway, are you ready to head back up again? I think I've... Yeah, I, th- I think that's the olive jumping down from the crow's nest. Oh boy, okay, yeah. yeah we that, that's get up what there. that crash was, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, come this way, Brian. All right. Um, you lead Brian um, untethered up to the the deck of the Vengeful Lament, and you all gather around the table, which has a large map of the world on it. All right, Brian. Tell us where we're going. Yeah, my accountant says that these guys are over around here judging by their um their oh what's your what's was that their currency they use all the time it's a really weird one let me tell you so it's a really terrible exchange rate and I, if whenever they buy stuff from me they get uh they get charged a bit an extra you know what i mean uh but you know it's around that if i had to guess i would probably say there and he, he points at a very specific point and Arlen looks over it and then goes, Oh no, that's not good. Why? That, uh, that That's going to be difficult. That is um, the location of the Infernal Incarceratorium, I'm afraid. It's one of the highest security prisons this entire plane knows. And he... It sounds really cool. <laughs> uh, from a distance, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's built on seven levels, concentric circles, within an active volcano. I it, it is cool. <laughs> Guys, this is pretty cool. Um, is I take it Furious and Oliver back in the room at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're back in the room as well. Oh, so Furious says, oh, that, right, yeah, well, um, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't mentioned anything about this. I might have, I might have... Uh, I'd have been in there for a little bit, uh, about four or five years ago. I had a bit of an altercation, and um, yeah. Duh. So yeah, I, I know, I know that place. I know that place. I've, I've, I've seen it from the inside with my own eyes. Great. Okay. Cool. Cool. I don't really. Yeah. It's, should I ask? It's it's less cool than it sounds. No, it was a a thing with some minotaurs, and uh, um, maybe a story for another time. Uh you married a bunch of minotaurs and then there was a lengthy custody battle. Uh, there was a, a chief clan's minotaur's daughter. We might have had a bit of a thing for a little while. It was Ooh. good. It was fun. Um, I gotta uh, say, picturing that is making me very confused. <laughs> dude, dude. Well, like I said before, I'll never, I'll never look at a rodeo the same way again. Uh, <laughs> it was eye-opening. But they weren't very happy with me, and um, it ended up with some, some bad times. Uh, Mendax yep. takes I mean, over from Arland and just says, yeah, uh, yeah, um, Furious's escape from uh, the incarceratorium is exactly why he's part of this mission now. Um, we found him wandering in the wilderness, and he was being chased by 
was it maybe 15 guys? You were doing amazingly well. There were quite a few of them. Um, again, it, it pays to be slippery sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We, just we... imagine you just sliding down a hill <laughs> away from these people. Yeah, basically a toboggan. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we managed to get him out of there and he agreed to help us. Uh, we put him up in the in the guilds. We put him up uh, in Nikomoi. We gave him a new identity. You really think Furious is his real name? He picked it, but <laughs> no, his real name is much more embarrassing. More embarrassing than <laughs> Furious Johnson. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it really is. <laughs> what? Nothing embarrassing about that. I'm the son of John, and I have to be a bit angry. What, what, what's wrong with that? But yeah, what it does exactly what it says on the tip. Yeah. One, yeah, one, th- one thing the the, inc- the incarceratorium guards didn't uh, <laughs> count on is the fact that a greased up dwarf is very difficult to keep behind bars. Hmm. But what was it? You what don't was have it? to tell me that. No. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't think they've had many dwarfs in there before. The bars were just that, just far enough apart. Yeah, yeah. shot <laughs> shot out like a rocket. You were pew. <laughs> With a little bit of extra greasing, I was. I was able to pop straight through. Then I just flew straight down the path between all the jail cells. It was easy. It was one of the easiest the easiest escapes ever. I don't know what's wrong with the place. I thought it was easy to get out of, but uh, apparently I'm a lucky one. Yeah, well, I think uh, things might have changed now. Um, from, I mean, we, we get a little bit of information out of the East, but from the sounds of things, they might have a new warden. So things might have changed since you were there. But what mm, do you think they've dwarf proofed it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might have put low um <laughs> low barricades so you can't jump over them. Damn. Yeah. But well what how how is it you escaped again? Well that that story you told me it was what f- um you lured a load of fire drakes up from the the top floor, wasn't it? You flew out of the volcano. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was a little while in the planning. Um, I had to get out of the cage area first. That wasn't too bad. Um, but then but they they had me on fire drake feeding duty for a little while. You know, we got to do a bit of work while we're in the prison, and um, I managed to uh, you know make a few friends amongst these fire drakes. They're good lads, the fire drakes. You know, they they, they like their food. Um, they like being fed. I made sure I fed them. And um, so yeah, once I got out, I made it down to the fire drake enclosure. Um, Wrapped a bit of string around one of them's backs, jumped on, and away we flew. It was great. One of the best experiences of my life. I've never flown a... Have you ever flown a fire drake out of a an active volcano before? Not an active volcano, uh, no. No. I don't think many people have. It's, it's high, on, high on my list. It's on my bucket list. Why? Well, it's, off, it's off my bucket list now. But it should be on your bucket list, if it's not already. But yeah, my, my, my thinking is, like, if they don't know you, like, Furious, you managed to get out that way then it might be a possible escape route again, just in case nothing else comes up. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone saw me on the way out. Um, they uh, they had the patrols on the outside that kind of caught up with me once I'd got off the Drake, so uh, that's probably where they found me again. But yeah, I think this. I think that's a route that could be a possible route out. There's enough, there's enough fire Drakes for all of us. I'm not sure. Olive might need two. She is officially down five pounds since she started adventuring, so she feels good about herself and doesn't care that she's still, yeah, a little bit overweight. <laughs> <laughs> there was one there was one big old boy fire drake down there, I seem to remember, so maybe if you, if you crack on with that one, you, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. There we go. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you should be okay. Um, yeah, so that that's why you're here, Furious. Um, Arlen's here for transportation. Um, Chauncey, um, do you want to explain why you're here of all this? Um, and Chauncey goes, uh, if I must. Now, when the men came for uh, Master Algernoth, um, I was down in the galley uh, preparing some uh, food for him. Uh, you know how he likes his um, food. Uh, drenched in alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I was um, down in the galley sorting that with the, the kitchen staff and I heard this awful clamouring noise from upstairs. There's a lot of shouting from the master and uh, a lot of uh, banging and shouting and I knew immediately something was wrong so I told the kitchen staff to barricade themselves in the kitchen, not the freezer. We've uh, we've, we've learned on that one now. There's a safety yeah. mechanism. I hope there's a sign, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a safety, don't worry about that. But Okay, good. Um, they soon came clattering downstairs looking for, from what I could tell, the, um, the family uh, wax seal. I knew it must have been important, so I hid it. And um, I, I, t- I took it and barricaded myself in um, one, of the, one of the storage cupboards. It's not exactly my finest hour, but... I knew it was important to them, and therefore I knew it was important to not let them have it. So, seeing as you're currently the only Scarsbrush available, um, I believe this is yours. And he hands over uh, the wax seal of your ancestral family. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Chauncey. This really takes me back. I'll, uh, I'll keep this safe. I put it in a little pocket. Yes, I was thinking perhaps as once you come to rescue the master, you could A, give him a slap for being so careless so as to get caught, and then also you may need that wax seal to prove your um, identity, as it were. Yes. He's been there quite some time. He may not believe his eyes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Uh, good thinking, Chauncey, yeah. But I believe um, that is... All, um, oh yes, I was, um, looks at Olive as well, I was like, uh, I was, uh, sorry to hear about Sitara, by the way, um, my condolences. Wait, Sitara died? Yeah, I got the news from Aaron and Riffman that when she went out for her field day, I guess, sports day, I don't know, something involving her ward, Orin, you know, the... The kid she mentioned she has sometimes. Um, she didn't make it. She died on a sports day <laughs> at a school? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss, Chauncey. And then I, I guess Olive, like, pats your shoulder awkwardly because your girlfriend died. Um, awkward. Sorry. Oh, uh, maybe you and Oren can, like, have a funeral. Would that help? It has been a year, ma'am. Yeah, it's been a year. I'm just... Uh, don't mind It's me. been a year? Yeah. And you guys haven't had a funeral for Satara? No. It, well, it's it's like hard to organize those things when your organization is usually run by a person who's apparently been unconscious under a stage for like a month or more, three months. Who knows? Wait, so, is that... Are you talking about Nulisag? Yeah, Nulisag. He was unconscious for a really long time, so he's been recovering, you know. Um, is, th- is there is there like a book or something I could read to catch up or like 
you know, a memo. If only so, these uh, adventures stood alone. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if only there yeah. were a way to catch up on past adventures as you may not have heard. <laughs> Maybe there's... Well, they could be yeah. listened to, like, stories. Um, but no, really, it, uh, they stand alone. Um, so... Um, yeah, no, uh, we had a funeral for Satara. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Um, but maybe like you and Oren can can like go to her grave together because we made a grave for her. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I have I have visited uh, a number of times, but. Uh... Oh yeah, have you like checked in on Oren? Does he know you? Because Satara probably didn't tell him about you. I mean, how serious were you guys? Uh I mean, who really knows? Um, there, there's only a certain amount of intimacy allowed in my contract. Well, I do. I, I was there. <laughs> I think we all know. There was I like think we 90 all minutes on. of like, jeez, handcuffs and... <laughs> yeah, I think you guys hopefully were pretty serious. I don't know if you did that with a stranger. <laughs> there was like murders going on and stuff while you guys were going at it. It was like a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, uh, man, my yeah. bad. I thought you guys were uh, committed, but I guess not. Uh, hey, no judgment here. Um, well, Orin seems pretty alone in the world, so if, Chauncey, if you ever want to, like, touch base with um, her dead child, you could. I'm I'm sure I could get him enrolled in only the finest buttling school. I'm sure he'd oh, make good. a fine addition. <laughs> oh, man, when we tell Orin that he's been enrolled in butler school, it's going to make my day. Okay, I love this. Keep going. <laughs> Oren, we enrolled you in Butler School. Uh, don't ask questions. <laughs> ah, you, you've beaten this, the first rule of Butler School. <laughs> but uh, after that, uh, Mendax just actually, uh, mentions, Now, Furious, you've been on the inside before. Um, things may have changed this new warden, may have judged things up, changed things. You know what they're like. But there are some, you know, there will still be some people inside that know you. So we should probably just keep track on them because, you know, some may not like you, some may want to help you, but it's probably worth just letting me know now. And uh, player, I'm, I'm talking in DM voice, DM voice says, um, Furious player, uh, could you give me uh, the name of one ally of yours within the prison and one enemy? Um, so let's have an ally, a guard, a guard or a, an inmate or a... I'd say inmate, ally inmate, and enemy guard. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, the inmate um, that I know is uh, Scrote McFlanagan. <laughs> I really hope that's a nickname. <laughs> I think McFlanagan's his real name. I'm not entirely sure he was christened Scrote. Uh, and the enemy... Um, um, what's called ward? Is he a warden in a prison? Uh, no, just just a guard. The screws. Uh, the guard. warden is in charge of the whole thing. The, the guards are just there to uh, quell any uprisings. Uh, what, do they have ranks? I want to call them a sergeant. You can. They can be a shot sergeant if you like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um. So we're gonna have sergeant. You should have asked me this before, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have done, but I thought this would be more fun. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more pressure. Sergeant. Okay, everything starts with a scrub. Now I've thought of scrope. 
So, so, Sergeant Paul Daniels. All right. Okay. <laughs> it was worth the wait, definitely. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels is the magic man, isn't he? The little tiny magic man. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure anyone outside of the UK will understand that. But look. no, I don't. You like this? Not a lot. That guy. That's Paul Daniels. There you go. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> really, and Debbie McGee? No, his wife, Debbie McGee. I feel like I've heard of Debbie McGee. It, it's it's a very aged reference at, at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Someone someone British listening to this podcast will get that and think it's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe. All right, we good. We good. In fact, no. Let, let's let's have let's have the guard's name as Debbie McGee because that's even better. Yeah. Sergeant Debbie McGee. Okay. So your al- your ally prisoner within the um <laughs> within the prison is Scrote McFlanagan. Indeed. And uh the guards you managed to tick off quite significantly was Sergeant Debbie McGee. Indeed. Alright. Uh Mendax looks at you and just goes Okay okay, there's some interesting information. But um, now the only thing required now is just to figure out how you guys are going to get in to the prison. How do you want to go about this? Like we can get you some disguises hmm. uh, if you want. Well, let's see. Um... I mean, there's only really one way into prison, isn't there? There's one very easy way in there for sure. Are you... Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting, that we get ourselves arrested and <laughs> caught and thrown in prison? Is that what I'm hearing? Maybe. Okay, uh, I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah. Or we could just, like, sneak in and steal some uniforms. Like, what are they going to say? No, you're not in prison. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, if we're going to be in there, we might as well be in there for reasons, as opposed to not being in there for no reasons. Well, look, they they have to have people going into this place and out of this place. I mean, as far as I'm aware, volcanoes are not all that hospitable. You can't really have food grow in there and things. So there must be people going in and out. Ah. Maybe we just maybe we just have a little bit of a of a of a watch. See yeah. see if we can spot any rotations. See what the uniforms are like. Maybe we can take a couple of guards ourselves. Yeah. Take their uniforms. Hide in the laundry carts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably is a safer option. Because at least with them, if they don't spot us, we can possibly sneak out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, out of game question. Is this a one gendered prison? Because I should know that. Uh, no. <laughs> it's no, not? no, it's no, it's a, a any any gender, any species prison. Okay. All right, because like I can cross dress. What's a crocodile look like as a guy? Like the same, right? So I okay, but but I was prepared. No, it's it's, it's a strangely <laughs> inclusive prison. Okay, mm. <laughs> all right, whatever you say. Um. What what? I mean, I'm not sure I should even ask the question, but as a, a player voice now, what what are the notable physical differences between a male and female bipedal crocodile? <laughs> I think it's one of those things that, like, they can tell, but you can't really tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Because, like, can you tell oh. the difference between a normal crocodile and, like, a male and no. female? Like, no. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. 
It's going to be the same thing. So you could probably get away with the cross-dressing without... without. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, the th- yeah. what is it with stingrays? They have thicker tails if they're female. Is it? I don't know. Is that... It might be true for crocodiles. I can't imagine many... All right, all right. Well, you guys keep going. I'm prison going to look guards the- would, <laughs> would have the... Would know about the, the the physical difference. I think between... we all agree it doesn't matter. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Anyway, so so the general idea is just to um, scope out the area first, and then figure out what the course of action should be. Right? That, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. So how, how, so. how we? How we? You can't we, tell the difference. We're approaching the prison by crocodiles. Oh. Officially, I looked it up. There is no difference between male and female oh. crocodiles that you can tell. Perfect. The outside, so yeah. Even in terms of nether regions? Uh, there's some confusing terminology on this website. Convex? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, not unless you inspect <laughs> closely. Convex? Don't know. <laughs> Is that one convex? No, it's concave. No, it must be a female. I don't know. Yeah. I do know. Okay. For like chinchillas, they both have like pokey outy bits. So everyone thinks they're chinchillas of boy, but it's actually anogenital distance for rodents. So continuing, you officially can't tell for crocodiles. So amazing. Good. Very good. I learned some about chinchillas I did not know before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I was going to ask another question. Right. So, yeah. So, we, so we're approaching the prison by boat, aren't we? The vengeful lament is yeah. our is our route. Into this place, wait, is it? Is it? It's on an island, isn't it? Again, player yeah. voice because obviously yeah. Furious has been there, but of course, yes, yeah, yeah, Alcatraz mm-hmm. style. Oh, mm-hmm. cool, yeah, it's a, yeah, on an island, big volcano. It's um, the prison itself is built with um, seven concentric circles, uh, moving downwards like um, an upside down trifle. I got gotcha. <laughs> I, I did, I, I did, gotcha. I did draw a map, I'm just, just holding it up for the players now, an upside down Ooh. trifle. Oh, it ah, does. Yes, yeah. I see. Okay. So it's like it's like a wedding cake turned upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Upside down it's wedding. Way cake. more, way more yeah. tears than any of us could hope to have on a wedding cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's actually it's built directly into the volcano crater, and there's a lot of um, magma beneath, and it's very scary, very hot as well, at least on the outside. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Island is. Do you think there's any way that we could uh, approach the island without being spotted by anyone? Is it... Funnily enough, yes. See, my great grandfather was a bit of a weird guy, but he was really good at piracy. Now, this uh, in gestures towards the the outside of the ship as much as you can from the dot from the deck. Now, the outside of the ship, this black paint here, um, it shimmers a bit, as you can see. This actually, um, with the the right um, circumstances and a, a short spell of my uh, great grandfather's invention, it uh, becomes clear. So it can, in fact, be a stealth ship. Whoa! Cool. So we we can hang out like next door to them, and they will not notice. Oh, that's great. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right. So if any, uh, unless anyone has any other business we've got food we've got water we are good for a nice long voyage does anyone need to pee before we leave um <laughs> are there not bathrooms on the ship <laughs> yeah yeah there are there are also you know that you can also just go off the side if you are that way built 
Otherwise, <laughs> yes, Furious, there uh, are. Furious has, has got his back to everybody um, with his waist pointed towards a porthole, turns around and goes, but no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I'm going to uh, take some time. As long as we have an hour and ten minutes, I'm going to find my familiar. <laughs> Yay, Olive Jr. Olive Jr. Or someone else. I don't know how familiars who die work. Do they? I think I think they just die. I, they they apparently they they die, but they don't really die. They're they just I can just conjure them back, and they're back. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. The, the way I understand familiars is that they're you know, like a spirit animal, which manifests itself from um, like a different plane or the ether or something like that. It's like a spirit animal that comes um, to help. So once it dies, it just goes back to where it came from, and you can resummon it afterwards. At least that's the way I think it goes without having to read. And I don't want to read the text, so let's say <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So as Olive Junior, what does it look like as Olive Junior comes back? Like, um, yeah. So I I am you know concentrating to 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 cast the spell, and you can after an hour and ten minutes, there's a little puff of smoke on my shoulder, and there's a tiny little lizard wearing her Jedi robes <laughs> like she was the last time we saw her, um, which are like perfectly mimicking Olive's Jedi robes. <laughs> And she's doing like a monk stance because uh, she wants to be like Olive. <laughs> okay, so do you remember how Olive hugged you a little bit and then pushed you shoulder like by your shoulders away and like asked yes. you where her dress was? <laughs> yes. Olive like like runs over to you and like there's little Olive Junior on your shoulder and she's like Olive Junior and um it it's just love. There's no there's no where's my dress? There's just <laughs> like. Olive unfortunately likes Olive Junior like more than everybody else in the fire. <laughs> She's a tiny little lizard, so cute. <laughs> Olive gives her more tiny little clothes. <laughs> All right, so uh, while Nesgrax has been summoning his new familiar, um, the anchors are taken up, the sails are uh, released. I think uh, <laughs> unfurled. Set the sails. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking of like how how does how does the scene work in Muppet Treasure Island? <laughs> Tie down the mizzenmast. Hoist the ramparts. Hoist the mainsail. R- rally the, the 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 mystical thing. <laughs> Do the thing. You know, <laughs> you know your jobs. Get to the bow. <laughs> no, the stern. Yeah, nautical terms. Uh, we have fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, the ship starts moving um, once Nesgrax um, goes to pee, probably, and starts <laughs> summoning his familiar because um, be- being down in the <laughs> the cave for that long, he doesn't really need that uh, bigger bladder anymore, so he uh, feels the need to go pee every 45 wait, to 50 wait, minutes. you know I cut that from all our previous episodes, right? So, like, no, no, I one don't. Knows what no, I don't. <laughs> oh i thought you were leaving it in no i um sorry audience i've let you down i've removed one of our long running jokes but uh, (laughs) now you know because i can't cut this i have to go has a bladder problem is that that an ongoing thing nesgrax's player (laughs) tends to overhydrate before these games and has to go outside to pee a lot so yeah 
but then it gets cut. Yeah, so it's no, I've, good. I've listened to, I think, all the Nares Greg's episodes and I've not noticed that once. So. <laughs> okay. Good. We have too good an editor, it seems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the ship is moving and it's quite a long voyage over towards uh, the, the volcano, which is actually named Mount Volskar. It's uh, far over to the east, a number of, let's say, three weeks voyage. Um, the ship is all kitted out for long voyages. You can have as many monk-offs or uh, catch-up <coughs> sessions as you require without needing to play them out. Okay, DM. Guess <laughs> <laughs> boss. I mean, you, you, you can if you like, but they're utterly unnecessary. Um Furious Johnson tries to convince Olive to have a race down the mast, but she knows she can't beat an old up dwarf heading downwards, <laughs> so doesn't even doesn't even try. Yeah, just applauds at whatever you just did. <laughs> does Does anyone want to have a mushroom trip with me over these three weeks? Oh, what a great idea! Huh? Anyone? Anyone want to find out what your place in the universe is? Hmm. Hmm. Anyone want to? Uh, to, uh, you know, see beyond your little self and see what your big self is. Hmm? Yes, please. Mm. Any, yeah, anyone M- want Mendax, to, uh... Mendax would take yep. you up on that as well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a food Olive has never tried, so she cuts <laughs> the mushroom into, like, ooh, maybe like a mushroom rice pilaf. Mm. Okay. Yeah, hallucinogen with nice. style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, listeners, we should be very clear. They're in international waters. It's okay. You, (laughs) not so much. (laughs) Is it illegal? I'm just, sorry, out of character questioning again, but is it illegal in, like, lots of places? I don't even know. I I think it's only legal is a loophole in the Netherlands. I think drugs have also been really decriminalized in Spain, I want to say. Portugal, right? Maybe it's it's Portugal, Portugal. Yeah, personal use, possession amounts of everything are legal in Portugal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure in England it's legal if you've picked them. Oh, really? Because they they grow naturally between like September, October time. If you go out to mushroom fields, there used to be loads of them down in Bournemouth. You used to go out to the New Forest and go mushroom picking. If you pick them and just eat them and enjoy it, then I don't think there's any illegalities going on there. I think as if you grow them and sort of farm them and then sell them. Obviously, that's when the illegal element comes into the equation. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I don't know anything about drugs, so, like, (laughs) like everything I say is just stuff I've heard. (laughs) So, uh, but that's cool. I'm glad. No, that's why they're good, because they're they're they're, they're guilt-free, kind of. Life pro tips from the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. First chinchillas, (laughs) now this. Oh, and also, um, our advice is not legal advice. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's, it's no. the opposite of legal no, no, no. advice. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> if you get arrested in the UK, the forest in Bournemouth, then... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not advocating going and picking mushrooms in Bournemouth forest. Oh, gosh, no. Like, what if it's a poisonous one? Like, how do you... There's so many kinds of mushrooms, right? Don't... There's a lot of risks involved in doing that. Yeah, don't do that, actually. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Know your mushrooms. There are a certain type you can look for, but we probably won't describe them here and now. <laughs> Paul Stamets. Oh, no. Just going to say that name. If you just need a uh, a book to read, Paul Stamets. 
there's such a diversity of knowledge in uh I, i've never done mushrooms so <laughs> this, no, everything just... i'm doing is based on stuff i've read because I, i'm really interested in in them but i've never tried them so huh. yeah so far we've covered chinchilla genitals and mushroom authors so mm-hmm. that's that's pretty diverse so far see what will we get yeah i i think all these conversations happen in character during the during the voyage <laughs> because it's three weeks long and you're going to be talking then, about everything we we come back down and then we're like, I, I imagined that I was a man talking into like a little black device. And he was talking to people on this magic box. I it's don't very, know what was. Yeah, that's very Grant Morrison-esque where it's like the coyote has left the comic strip. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> in the white space around like talking to the writer. Sorry. So DM, you said trip. We tripped. <laughs> Yeah, we tripped. We tripped. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a three week long trip. I guess it's a long trip. Eventually, after weeks and weeks of travel, the volcano comes into view. It's really strange because volcanoes tend to uh, belong to a series of volcanoes, especially in certain parts of the world. But this one is on its own on an island. There's a lot of smoke billowing from the top, which you think may have covered. Furious's escape the first time round, but at the foot of the volcano you do see a small dock which has a few small boats littered about and a cart um, which is parked just off the docks with a path leading up to a large... I'm, I'm, I'm making a, 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 a shape with my hands which does not translate well into audio... <laughs> Um, I want to say an arch. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It's okay. a, a large like a arch. Tunnel. Yeah, well, uh, it's a large arch which, uh, from the distance, appears to be glowing some way. But as you get closer, Arland begins to murmur a few words, and you feel, uh, especially you, Nesgrax, you're the wizard among the crew, you feel a weird vibration throughout your very being as the whole boat seems to start vibrating at an unnatural level and soon enough the floorboards beneath your feet just vanish but you remain very much stationary you can feel all the ship you can hear the creaking you can hear the billowing of the sails but beneath you you see nothing whoa okay Uh, the the same (laughs) happens to all of you but you don't have quite the same uh, magical experience For, for you everything just seems to disappear around you and you hear Arlen's voice saying all right no one panic I've activated <laughs> the cloaking mechanism so just be careful not to trip over anything walk into anything or fall off anything okay before Arlen talked Olive had like slowly scooted that mushroom rice peel off away from her <laughs> <laughs> it's like whoa too much and as you see yourself seemingly in, invisibly drifting towards the uh, the foot of the volcano, uh, Mendax's voice uh, carries over the wind and says, "All right, guys, what do you think? How do you want to how do you want to do this?" Nesgrax was saying, "Observe the in and out staff, right, Nesgrax?" Yeah, let's uh, let's stay here for a moment few few moments maybe and just see if we can see the if there's any activity in and out 
There might be people going back and forth using those boats. That's a good idea. Yeah, okay. Um, give me a perception roll, everyone. That sounds like something a real dungeon master would say. <laughs> You're a real dungeon master. Oh. Yeah. 17. Uh, where do I go? I get a plus one perception. Oh, six. <laughs> 24. Sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> All right. Um, Furious, you are mostly just trying to steady yourself because you're still babyled up and you can't see anything. So you're just trying to stay in one place. It's the ship's, the ship's wobbling, you know. Okay, there's nothing to grip onto. I've got, I've got my, my, my boots. I've said so my Samfine boots are extra grippy, so I know that my boots are good, but I don't have anything to hold on to, and the sway of the ship is definitely making me stagger left and right somewhere. So that's, that's it. I'm, I'm not even looking at the shore. I'm actually, I've, I've turned around and I'm looking out to sea and I'm, I'm asking everyone what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, Nesgrax, you can see um, that there seem to be two groups um, coming off some of the boats in the harbour. Uh, one of them... Uh, seem to be uh, dressed in orange uh, and are making their way onto a cart um, which trundles up, well, which will be trundling up towards the large stone archway. The other group uh, seem to be dressed in blue and are heading round the side of the island uh, to who knows what. I'll tell you who knows what. Olive knows what. Olive, you see this as well, but with your reptilian gaze, you see. I don't know whether it's any better. Probably not. But I'm just just roll with it. Okay, you've got like a you've got like a telescope. You found a telescope before everything went invisible. Let's say that through your uh, through your newly found telescope, you see the members in blue wander round the volcano. And after a little while, there is a somewhat smaller arch which also is glowing, which just says staff entrance or guard entrance one of those it, it's it's not in um common so it uh, translates to both staff and guard um but you see someone standing at that um at that arch um seemingly taking paperwork from the people entering hmm. hey did you guys notice that they're carrying the paperwork they need to enter on their persons before they go in <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah so, like, if that. we jumped them and took their paperwork, we could then immediately be verified. Yeah? Yeah. That sounds like it should work. Uh, Do you think they're going for, like, photo IDs and that around here? Because that could be a problem. What's a photo? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'd heard of once upon a time. I don't know. It's pretty... <laughs> hmm. Yeah, okay. Well... Uh, yeah, this, I think we've got a plan. I, I think we can, it doesn't seem like they're coming in in big groups. I, I, I think if we wait for the next one, we should be able to take them, take their papers, take their uniforms, and uh, sneak our way inside. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I definitely like that more than the uh, prisoner route in, which seems to be loaded with more challenges. So yes, let's do that. Let's do that. How, how many of those uh, blue guards were there? Um, there seem to be about five in this group, but you okay. also uh, see a few more lollygagging at the docks. How many of us need to be getting in there? Do we need Chauncey and Mendax to be coming with us as well? Uh, no, you only realistically need um, you three, just for the purposes of my voice. 
<laughs> Jolly good. I really okay. like Chauncey though. His <laughs> voice yeah. is my favorite. You can't. I feel like Chauncey could be valuable to the expedition. He's he's clearly ripped um, and, and and knows his, knows how to knows how to communicate. He's quite a charismatic chap, isn't he? And even though he doesn't run, he can appear like almost like magic whenever you say his name. <laughs> it's true. Right, Chauncey. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Chauncey to be nonchalant in every situation, no matter how stressful or intimidating it might be at any point. He'd probably make an excellent spy. He probably is one. Oh, no, I look at Chauncey. Yeah. Chauncey. <laughs> well, I think everyone's invisible as well. So. Oh, right, yeah. You look around to where you remember seeing Chauncey and you just feel an air of contempt wafting through <laughs> towards you. <laughs> So we're can we're, smell the contempt. We're invisible, and we're on the invisible boat. Um, I say to Arlen, oh, Arlen, how long will this invisibility last? Will we be able to get off the boat and stay invisible? Um, I see. As far as I know, I, I tend to stay on the ship when this happens. But as far as I know, you ought to be able to get off, and there will be a short window of time, maybe ten minutes which I think ought to let you get on to shore before you turn visible again. Okay. So you can take one of the one of the little um, dinghy boats um, off the side, mm-hmm. one of the long boats, and yeah, you'll be able to get there. It might look a bit weird if anyone sees you, but I mean, it's a weird world. Mm-hmm. There are dragons and magic and liches and all that. I mean, no one's going to really bat um, too much of an eyelid at a, ma- a magically moving boat. Woo! <laughs> Uh, how many guards are on the docks? Um, on the docks, let's say for ease, let's say three. Let, let's call it a, um, a a very handy coincidence because that's what these sorts of movies okay. are based on. So I was sort of thinking we could have pulled like a uh, like a Chewbacca kind of a thing and, and brought um, Furious back. And then Furious, turns out he's not wearing handcuffs and he... <laughs> Kills everyone. <laughs> that could work really well. I mean, that could get us onto the shore and into the into the area. Then we can then we can beat up those guards, grab their uniforms, and try and make our way in the back door because those guards must have papers on them too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, probably yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think the guards are going to be a problem. We're invisible. We can just sneak up on them and uh, you know grab them. And yeah, send them send them over here for you know to stay captured and then yeah we'll we'll be all set sounds like a plan all uh, right cool <laughs> okay so um olive is invisible and um unable to tell where the boat ends and where it you know <laughs> where the sudden drop off to the ocean begins so she's gonna like try to stealthily make her way to the edge of the boat and then jump off and like dive into the water like quietly you know but like i don't know how well this is gonna go <laughs> Well, it's possible I might not do this well. It sounds pretty cool. Well, let's see. Um, we'll call that an acrobatics check if you're trying to do Yay. a fancy dive into the water. 24. Okay, that's that's good. If you had beefed it, I would have said you just jump back into the boat. <laughs> However, <laughs> that is exactly not what happens in this situation. Um, Olive tiptoes towards the edge of the boat. You feel the board's... Uh, beneath you starting to change somewhat and you can feel along the sides there's the the safety railing which stops people falling overboard Uh, you find the gap in that where the the gangplank usually is you steal yourself you 
rise to your full height and spring off towards the water. You do a uh, double flip and a twist in midair. And (laughs) could anyone have seen that? It would have looked amazing. As it is, you're currently invisible. (laughs) No one sees it, but you feel the rush and you feel good about yourself as you land in the water with nary a splash. (laughs) Okay. Nesgrex, could you do Mm -hmm. a perception check? (laughs) Yeah. Twelve. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) You you hear a faint... Wait... This, this just Olive hitting the water, but there's no splashing noise. Olive? I start, like, I start reaching out to the air, like, Olive? <laughs> Olive? <laughs> Furious? <laughs> Are you there? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely here, somewhere. I don't know where here is. Invisibility sounds cool until you actually need yeah, to, like... Until reality kicks in. See things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arlen says, yeah, okay. the, the, the trick is just to stand still as much as you can. Anyway, uh, follow my voice. Um, and you, the voice leads you over towards the edge of the ship and is like, okay, the, the railing's here. Um, the, uh, the lifeboats are just down here. Um, if you want, we can uh, attach um, uh, one of our super long ropes to this so we can just pull it back if you guys are, are knocking people out. It seems to be the plan, right? Yeah. Good, good thinking. Yeah, we'll 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 knock them out, put them in the boat. You, will we'll grab their stuff, so you'll get a couple of naked bodies coming back at you in this boat. Um, and then uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, we we should have a signal, something, I don't know, to let you know that uh, that we're coming back, that that we're ready to go, that you should be ready. Um, oh yeah, you hear out from the water. Cool. <laughs> oh, I know that sound. That's Olive. Olive Senior. <laughs> Who also has Olive Junior with her, but you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And I, I say back. <laughs> and that's our, our secret signal. <laughs> we, we know what it means. <laughs> okay, I think I've got that. Um, when, 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 you're, when you're in, we'll just... Um, park alongside well uh, more alongside the the island a little yeah. ways round so we'll we'll be able to you know get to you fairly quickly okay great but happy trails everyone all right cheers guys cheers Arlen. here we go row 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 your boat <laughs> uh, but for the for the both of you i'm just going to need a quick luck roll just roll a d20 i just want to see whether okay. you manage to um completely stack it and miss the boat <laughs> 19 11 okay uh, furious lands directly in the boat you feel the 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 safe wood beneath you as it wobbles a bit next nesgrax you're next there's a little uh, you land um but shakily and you have to grip onto the side but you do not uh fall into the the water you hit you smell the salt of the water and hear um, the paddling olive uh, next to where the boat is. And olive, you definitely hear the splash in the, ah! that Nesgrax makes as he lands. <laughs> that was a pretty good Nesgrax scream right there. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so I want to I wanna get us rowing towards the, the dock where the guards are lollygagging. 
Olive secretly sends Olive Jr. back to the to the boat <laughs> yeah. with Nesrex. Like, I love you too. We'll, we'll hang out later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm cool with taking up the rowing effort. Nes, Nesgrax is a little bit withered from his mushroom based diet for the last year, so probably doesn't have the uh, the muscle consistency to uh, get us anywhere very quickly. There's no protein in these things. <laughs> <laughs> not, not much, not much. So yeah, Furious is Furious is powering away at the at the, at the oars as best he can. Well, his his little tiny arms pumping back and forth. Furious rose furiously. Exactly, furiously going. He's he's really pumping hard, but the, the oars are only moving like six inches each time. So there are lots of really quick little tiny splashes as he's as he's paddling away. Yes, like a tiny t- tiny little Mississippi paddle steamer as the, the oars exactly. fly around. <laughs> Uh, but your your small little boat makes its way to shore. Um, the three of you still invisible as you make your way over towards the shore. Olive, you're paddling alongside. You're having a really good time. You're not quite used to salt water as much as fresh water, but this is all right. I mean, you just got to try not to get too much up your nose. Yeah, Olive prefers water to land, actually. So it's a good time. Yeah, you like swamps mm. as well, though, don't you? It's memory yeah. serves. I believe you called Olive a swamp dolphin. Swamp dolphin, yeah. (laughs) Um, Soon enough, uh, your small boat bumps ashore. And as you step out onto the volcanic beach, um, you feel rumbling beneath you as the volcano starts to vibrate menacingly. But the the ash, the, uh, the sand itself is... Uh, not unpleasantly warm. It's quite. It's like a nice heated floor. It's not too bad, not too hot. But as you do uh, step onto the shore, um, you start to feel, especially you, Nesgrash, you start to feel the magic starting to wear off you, and your bodies start to materialize back into their very much visible state. Hmm. Okay. We better get a wiggle on then, don't we? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to say to, um, let's see, are, I guess all three of us are on the shore, aren't we? Yes. Okay, so we're close enough we can talk. Olive, you can be uh, paddling or just playing. You can be. You can still be like ankles deep if you want to feel feel the rush of some, <laughs> some, some nice fresh water. Okay. She does that for a little bit, but then she's like, okay, got a, got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say, Furious, you take the one on the left. Olive, you take the one closest to shore. I'll go down the middle. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to need a stealth check from all three of you. Sounds good. Twelve. Oh, God, four. (laughs) Eighteen. Can I clarify? Are we visible now or are we starting to become visible? Uh, You're starting to become visible. So I would say maybe 30% visibility at the moment. Okay. (laughs) You see a pair of jaws. (laughs) Yeah, it's more of a more of a Back to the Future fade. It's not like a a, a swipe down. I know, I know. I feel, I feel like Furious Johnson tried to sort of dash across the sand, but somehow he just slipped and has just gone body, face, everything first into the volcanic sand with a, a huge thump, uh, and there's like a dwarven shaped imprint on the beach. For everybody to look at, <laughs> I will. T- I will tell you what. I will uh, compromise. You will try and sneak your way over towards the 
um, the three figures standing on the dock. They're all like leaning against walls. They're waiting for their um, their particular cart to come back. And Furious is in such like um, he's in, he he's like in such competition in his mind with Olive that he's like, I'm gonna get there first. I'm gonna do it. And he like tries to rush, but the sand is really difficult to run in like heavy clunky boots, and he trips over the the um, the protruding dock and he slides because he's still covered in baby oil <laughs> across the dock and like takes the legs out of one of them nice alright <laughs> well nice. done okay I want to get up to my guy whoever's in the middle and uh, I want to get close enough to do a shocking grasp and get him that way is that that's one for you to hit right that's a spell attack. Uh, yes. So, so yeah. So I had a twenty-two to hit. Oh yeah, that that definitely hits. Um, Great. So that is a damage. six damage. Okay, these guys are fairly new at this. I I would say they don't even have levels. That's how new they are. So you, um, <laughs> you take advantage of the the dwarf that's just <laughs> like a bowling ball rumbled into their midst. <laughs> Uh, one of them turns around, looks at the, the the mess he's made, and you take the opportunity to run up behind him, grab him by the uh, that that bit on the, the neck which no one likes the, to be the pinched. clavicle. That's the one. Yeah, you put your hands around his clavicle, and the magic flows through you as he starts to convulse and collapses to the ground. Now, I will say that I one hundred percent disagree with um, how. Um, the lethality works in D&D combat you know usually spells cannot be non-lethal and you have to like specify whether you want to do non-lethal damage I want to do it the opposite way so you have to specify whether you want to do lethal damage sounds good okay I don't mind I don't necessarily want to kill him so unless you specify otherwise he will just be knocked out and slightly (laughs) twitchy okay so did that knock him out then? Yeah, yeah. This this one is knocked oh, okay, out. Cool. Olive, how are you looking? Thirty percent visible, DM. Uh, <laughs> yes, thirty percent visible <laughs> at the moment. So if Nesgrax was close enough to take one, then as per instructions, the one closest to the shore is mine. So I'm going to go for that, and I think I have more movement. I've got forty-five feet, which is more than Nesgrax, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're I've a monk. I'm fairly confident you'll have more movement than a wizard. <laughs> Yeah, so I then, targeting the one that's closest to the shore, am going to non-lethally wrap him in the temple to knock him out. I don't want to, like, kill this person. So uh, I rolled a 18 to hit. All right, yep, yep, give me some damage. As long as it's more than about five or six, you'll be okay. Yeah, I add three damage to every attack I make. (laughs) And I auto-attack twice, so I auto-do six damage. Okay, lovely. Yeah. How, how, how does this look? Oh, so the first hit is to the temple, and I, whatever, one or two taps there, and he goes down. But then, like, with the rest of my movement, because I've got some more feet left, like, I scoop them up like a, a, a lovely ballroom dance. <laughs> oh, I saw this video one time of one of my favorite wrestlers um, was in Japan, and he was demonstrating how to wrestle using a, like, stuffed mannequin doll. Like, it's completely floppy and fabric and stuff. And it looked exactly like a real wrestling match. And if you've never seen... Anyway, 
watch that. It's great because you shouldn't, your enemy shouldn't have to do anything at all. You should catch their body as they fall. So like very wrestling, like WWE style. Like I, you know. It's like ballet. Yes. They don't hit the ground. They don't have any mm-hmm. like head or neck trauma as they go down. I like gently carry them in my arms. Now I have a carrying capacity of 180 pounds. So I'm just going to like go back to the boat with uh, my prize uh, and take them that way. <laughs> okay. So Olive, you, um, Make your way over towards this this person. You um, knock him on the temples. Um, they start to collapse, but you you catch him. You cradle their necks so they're safe, and you put them put them over your shoulder in a fireman's lift, and make your way back to the the little boat. Okay, uh, furious. Uh, you've knocked your guy over, but they're still very much. Yeah, so I'm figuring we're we're both like prone at the moment. Yeah, pretty much, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, so, so how how does that work? What do I need to become unprone? Some um, kind I think, of... don't quote me on this, but I think it's half your movement to get up. But okay. you can also just cool. attack on the floor. Um, but what, while you're prone, you have disadvantage on your attacks. But also, when they're prone, they have you have dis you have advantage on them, so it cancels itself out. So you can just at- attack normally. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to get up um, first. So I'm going to use half my movement to get up because we're still within. I've got a forty foot movement, right? So we've got. Yeah, you're you're pretty much next to them. You've 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 taken their legs out. I'm on top of it, so I'm going to use half my movement to get up, and literally, I'm just going to boot them in the side of the head with my steel toe cap boots, oh. non lethally, non lethally. But we're just going to knock them unconscious because that's the easy way to do it. Uh, so that is a. <laughs> Um, <laughs> with a um do i get a bonus i mean no, it, it's, the most it's going to be is a seven with any kind of bonus i can give it yeah a, a seven you try and take a, a spinning kick uh but you forget that they're also lying on the ground so it just <laughs> goes over the head and you just start spinning this in circles this little leg goes above <laughs> yeah. yeah it's something you're not used to kicking above someone However, I do have a bonus action, I think. Uh, yes, you always have uh, one action, one bonus action, and one reaction. Reactions take place on other people's turns. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to have a second swing at the guy. There's an unarmed strike on my bonus action. Nice. Yes. Um, are you doing martial arts where you can bonus action unarmed strike if you use a monk weapon attack on armored or unshielded, or are you using your base attack, which is that you can attack twice as a level six monk? Oh, no, that's a good point. Well done. Yes, I can. Uh, I, I've got two, um, two base attacks up front, and then I can still do a third as a bonus action, can't I? You can do four because you can base attack twice at level six. So my, six un- my and second bonus unarmed strike can also be a blows. God, we're we're dangerous types, aren't we, us monks? <laughs> um, right. Okay. So let's have a second go then. That is a sixteen to hit. All right, that's a lot more like it. So um, after missing your first one, your foot goes whizzing over his head. You start spinning, and then you li- you somehow manage to like bounce your other l- leg up. And with that spinning, you start to you bring that leg down on the shoulders. I'd say that's probably the least dangerous part to hit. But yeah. you you um, you're fairly confident. Um, if you've got a like minimum damage of about six, as 
as Olive does. So I've got a I've got a D six plus three. Yeah. On the damage front, uh, so four as a seven. Wonderful. So, so I've done seven this, damage. This one is once again also knocked out. Congratulations! You now have three, um, very much unconscious guards, in front of you. Okay, guys, let's get these men naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's going in the trailer. I'm calling it now. We gotta do what we gotta do. Um, Olive has extra clothes in her backpack and makes the person just change clothes um, and leaves a little sorry note. Olive, why did you why did you put your nice dress on that man? Not that dress, not the gold oh. backless ball gown that I... Okay. Yeah, I, no, I just got that back. It's been gone for a year. <laughs> Olive, seriously, come on. It's, there's no modesty in heroism. <laughs> I... I, I toss the naked body of one of the guys into the <laughs> and he just thonks into the boat. Yeah, F- Furious has spent a good few months in a in a prison himself, so he's a uh, he's perfectly accustomed to the odd naked dude or two. Um, so yeah, he, he just strips them off, puts <laughs> okay. the clothes on, All right. chucks the guy over the side into the into the into the dinghy. <laughs> so one clothed and two, I guess, undergarment clad guards are in the dinghy. <laughs> Yeah, if you like. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't need his pants. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So uh, one clothed and two unclothed uh, guards are <laughs> thrown. Well, two two thrown, one placed gently into the dinghy. Um, amongst their possessions, you find uh, one form each. This appears not to be necessarily a. A, a, like a passport or a um you know a, a work id it's more of an application form oh okay it looks like maybe these guys are applying to work here at the volcano prison that's really good for us because that means nobody knows them yet mm. Mm. yeah i guess so yeah that makes sense okay cool all right come on guys let's get jobs at this prison <laughs> Right, we need to go. We need to go get recruited then, right? Yeah, I'll um, put my, uh, my my best foot forward. Well, the good news is is about these uniforms is that they are quite stretchy, and they have. Um, I think legally we have to say hook and loop fasteners um, oh. <laughs> around strategic points in the body to change uh, the size of it, so they can have a one size fits all. Uh, thing. I mean, Furious, you've still oh. got to roll up a couple of sleeves. I need to roll the legs up a little bit, yeah. But that's cool. Can you really not say Velcro? Uh, I'm, I'm, we probably can. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> okay. I didn't know what you were I talking about. I was, I was struggling with that. I was like, some kind of fishbone corset type setup? I, 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 I was picturing like, if you guys ever like had a three-inch tall strip of canvas and there's like a metal loop like at the end and you use it to like tie down things on like boats and like industrially and, and I was like wow yeah. they got that and said clothes oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm really dumb keep going <laughs> yeah yeah we, we, yeah. weirdly enough the, the non-brand name for that is um, like a hook and loop fastener because it's got tiny little hooks and tiny oh. little loops on one Oh, I get it now. I, I get it now. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Real dumb. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm playing a character with higher wisdom than I have in real life. 
I also take their Nikes. I put on their Nikes. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you you take their clothes. Um, you you put them on. You um, alter them so they fit properly because well-fitting clothes are its own reward. <laughs> I'm not sure why I said it in that tone of voice, but okay. <laughs> it sounds like a proverb or something, but yeah. Uh, well, guys, I think we're done here. We have these nice clothes. <laughs> We've got our reward. Let's just go home. No, we have to find my uncle. Um, you you send uh, the the unconscious uh, guards to be back in the boat. You see their they're they're not invisible, so you just see their bodies <laughs> drifting off into the sea and hope <laughs> that you did in fact put them in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not just drifting. But you stand around for a couple of minutes and you see the cart uh, trundling back towards you to pick you up. Oh, okay. Um, and it stops just outside um, the docks and um, a rather haughty-looking guy drops down the ladder and goes, all right, everyone in. Jump yes. in then. Yes, sir. Yeah, I get in. We agree, so we do it. <laughs> Ta-da! Um, the cart uh, starts making its way back around the side of the volcano. Uh, if you look out into the sea where you know the Vengeful Lament is um, anchored, you think maybe, depending on the light, you see a slightly shimmery image of something, but you're fairly confident that if you didn't know it was there, you would think it was just a trick of the light. Um, so you're fa- fairly confident that the ship will be safely there when you well if you make it out and as the the cart makes its way around the mountain it comes up to the arch olive uh, noticed the first time round which says uh, guard slash staff entrance and the archway itself is shimmering with a a magically um, bluish hue okay. uh, and the the driver who's uh, let you down let you up the first time he says Right, everyone, this is your uh, getting off point. Um, make sure you've got your paperwork and your... Well, honestly, I think it's just a paperwork. We get, we get a lot of these uh, newbies uh, starting every so often. But yeah, just make sure you've got your paperwork on you and they'll uh, sort you out inside. Yes, sir. Can't wait to show my stuff. I like your attitude, son. Yeah, thank you, sir. I like your beard, by the way. It's very... Uh, very um, masculine. Thank you, sir. It's most likely a fungus. <laughs> so. well, aren't they all? Aren't they all, son? Yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I want to. I want to go up to the uh, where the people are looking at our forms. Yeah. Um. It's uh, just standing out there. Is a construct. They look as bored as a construct can look. They look very neutral, um, and as you walk up, um, they look at your um, your papers, look up at you, go, everything seems to be in order, hands you back your uh, papers and go, they will sort you out inside. Thank you, sir. Well, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's... Uh, let's, let's, let's get cracking. Let's get in. Do we just, do we just walk in, sir? You need not call me sir. I have no gender. You may call me error. <laughs> Thanks, sir. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Do we just walk in? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you may just walk through the arch. Oh, okay. It will transport you into the prison towards the oh. administration area. Oh, of course, of course. That's why it's all shimmery, I see. Yes. All right. Let's, uh, let's go, guys. We agree, Bye. so we do it. Yeah, I step through. The three of you step through the magical archway and disappear into nothingness. And that's where we'll call it for the first half. Nope, that was a good olive. I'll just make another character now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we'll call it for the first half, folks. Thanks for joining us for this half of the Fire Wreathing Kittens podcast. Joining us this week were Nesgrax. Oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Furious. Yeah, we're going back into this prison. No, this, this doesn't feel right. And Olive. I'm going to find one of the solitary confinement places and I'm going to use it as a boat to escape from the volcano prison. I've got a plan. Huh. <laughs> right, okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Yes, that's right, you really can own a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front or one of your favorite characters. Woo. All right, part two. Let's go. Ah, <laughs> uh, that reminds me. Bilbo Bananigans. What a character. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss that guy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, you could have hung out with him. Like, <laughs> you, you were both down there. Yeah, like all year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he stayed with me, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So you really missed that guy because you became best friends. <laughs> It'd be funny if we just completely stayed away from each other for an entire year. Yeah, I could see it being really awkward. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and you literally can't even talk the language and you're just like, I'd rather like point to a stone and say stone and learn <laughs> word by word than hang out <laughs> <Yeah>. with bananigans. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, and this is part two. Once again, joining us are Olive. Hey. Oh, well, that, was, that was quite short. Um, Furious. Yeah, all right, boys, girls. Yeah, I'm all right. And next along is Nesgrax. <laughs> yeah, prison break, baby. Here we go. Here we go. So, Olive, would you mind 
just letting us know briefly what happened during the first half. Sure. Uh, oh gosh, what was I present for? I was on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do it in character. You know, it's fine. You, you can skip half of it. Yeah. All right. In character, I was on a boat and I was introduced to this like baby oil covered dwarf <laughs> who is also a monk. So we had a race to the crow's nest on the ship, the vengeful lament. And then, oh gosh, I wasn't present for that either. Uh, so then we hung out for like three weeks and did mushrooms. And then, <laughs> and now we're breaking into a prison. And that's, yeah, that's what I've been here for. Um, I will say that I am impressed by my fellow monk, and I hope that we can punch something together later. <laughs> we are going to knock seven bells of something out of something for definite. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I mean, I, wasn't I, mean, the best I mean, person to do the recap. No, it's fine. It's all <laughs> technically true what you just said. So it was absolutely fine. The important thing is that you did a lot of mushrooms and that you're now breaking into a prison to rescue uh, Nezgrax's uncle, Algernoth. Otherwise, I think you covered everything important. Um, did we just switch to together mode? <laughs> Quick break. What just happened to the video? <laughs> we switched to together mode and now I can see us. Like, hi. Did I? Oh, was that me? Can I? Do I have control? Sorry, I thought it was just my own view. I, I was, I was changing it. To, I just wanted to see if I could see it in a different view. I'm sorry, I didn't realize it did it for everybody. Sorry, I'll change it back. It's back to how it should be. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, let me. I can it actually it. looks really cool. We're all lined up <laughs> the, on the, the steps of this. The, <laughs> the together mode was really weird. Yeah, it looks like we've just all been, like, partially decapitated. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just all of our heads just sitting on steps talking to each other. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's try and ignore that. Just block yeah. it out. Block it out. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, last time we saw our heroes, they were walking through a magical gateway with some stolen uniforms and an application form to the prison now you all three of you walk through the gateway you feel a surge of magic and a rushing sort of feeling as you step back out into a nicely air-conditioned area it's circular um around the place there are doors either side if you look behind you you've come out of an archway which is triangular um, you know what a triangle looks like. It looks like a triangle. And in front of you is a circular desk with another construct sitting in the middle. Actually, not a construct. No, no. Um, no, this one is, in fact, a tiefling. Oh, he really should have brought Chansey. He could have flirted. <laughs> He's single now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was horrible. I'm sorry. She died. Oh, I'm a bad person. Uh. Uh, I have a question. Are there names on our application forms? Yes, but I will let you decide what they are. Okay. So, uh, so, so as not to uh, spoil the surprise for anyone involved, as I get my pencil out, okay. um, as you walk well, I'll, I'll through... Be, I'll be Paul Daniels then. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Um, as you all <laughs> walk through the, the gateway, um, the tiefling receptionist looks over towards you and goes, Oh, hi, come in, come in, come in. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, it's a, it's a really busy day. Um, yeah, yeah, just, just, just come on in. Welcome to the uh, incarceratorium. Welcome to your first day. I know this must be um, overwhelming for you, but, you know, don't worry about that. Just... Um, you know, you can just talk to me if you need anything. My name is um, Tina. My, oh, my my mother calls me Faustina, but that's a bit um, bit formal. You can call me Tina. Um, anything you need, just come to me. Um, but yeah, just just come and um, pass over your paperwork so we can get you signed in, and everything will be uh, marvelous. Cheers, Tina. So, sounds good. Thank you, thank you, ma'am, Tina. Yeah, uh, here's here's my application. Ah, wonderful! And she takes it from you, um, starts typing away. She's got like a what we in the modern world would call a tablet, but um, in D and D world, we'll call a magical memo board. Um, she can just uh, <laughs> type type away. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This fantasy world—it's so rich. <laughs> <laughs> so everything seems so real. Okay, <laughs> just to help help you uh, with the visual visualization. She uh, she takes your application form from you. Just oh, great. Um, so just to um, just to clarify, can I just get your name for the records? Obviously, I can see it on here, but I need to. Yeah, you know how it works. Yes, yes, of course. My name is Roberto Rodriguez, as you can see. Wonderful. Thank you, Roberto. And um, do you have any um, dietary requirements? Uh, yes, I'm allergic to dairy. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Rodrigo. If you wouldn't mind just uh, waiting on the bench over there, uh, we will get you set up shortly. Thank you very much, Tina. Um, next up, um, which which one of you two lovely fellows would like to... Oh, uh, ladies first. Okay, I'm female then. Uh, changes <laughs> fake name. <laughs> so, I guess I'll be Mallory the Victorious. And I hand Faustina my application paper. Wow, that's an that's a amazing name. Mallory the Victorious. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> my parents said I should never lose a fight in my life. Fair enough. So I haven't. <laughs> I've never been beaten, ever. <laughs> Impressive. Wonderful. Uh, Mallory, same question to you. Do you have any um, dietary requirements? Uh, yeah, I only eat meat. Only eat meat. Okay, only yeah, eat thanks. meat. Okay, wonderful. You, you'll be glad to hear we stock a, a full supply of meat um, here for everyone. Good. <laughs> Do not worry about that. If you would um, take a seat next to Roberto, um, then I can finish off with the third of your party. Hello, Roberto. Nice to meet you. Hello, um, Mallory. Yes, the short, pointy man. Um, oh, me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul. Paul Daniels. How you doing, Tina? Paul. Paul Daniels. Well, I almost wrote Pauline. <laughs> Silly me. Um, sorry, I've got wayward hands. Paul Daniels. Wonderful. Ah, don't you? Mm. And uh, she looks at you. Go. No, it must be a trick of the light. Sorry. We get a lot of people uh, through here. I thought you looked a, a tad familiar, but... No, how how are you today? 
Me? Oh, no, I've never, never, never been here before in my life. This is all, all brand new to me. Oh, wonderful. Um, is there anything we can do to uh, facilitate your stay with us? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've got any particular dietary requirements. I did have some mushrooms slightly that gave me a, a bit of a, a bit of a bad turn recently. So maybe, maybe if we can keep mushrooms off the menu, that'd that'd be appreciated. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a note of that. I'll say, um, I'm susceptible to food poisoning. Okay. Uh, an interesting one, but, you know, we get all sorts here. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, you're all uh, checked in. Um, you, you've, you've obviously got all your uh, uniforms that were previously sent to you. Excellent, excellent. Um, we haven't been able to get your um, staff um, identifications, so for the moment we'll just um, give you some uh, lanyards with your uh, names and... Um, Occupations, so a trainee guard, um, and we will get your actual identifications, which will allow you uh, through the security doors just once we've uh, managed to complete the full vetting procedure and um, just get all that sorted. It shouldn't take more than um, maybe 10 working days, usually. We're absolutely fine. 10, ten working days? Ten, uh, I, I'm sorry, so uh, what access to the uh, incarceratorium do we have at the moment with the credentials that we have right now? Well, the credentials at the moment will allow you to um, get through the um, inmate block, um, as you will, um, also access to the guard quarters, um, but anything else you will either need a... Um, supervisor's permission or a use of their card or alternatively um it doesn't happen often the warden will be able to change any privileges available uh just for the time being uh what we'll do is you can um actually uh speak 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 of the devil um your your supervisor is here just for your um induction training and uh he'll be able to answer any questions you have oh okay thank you tina and uh, coming up through a spiral staircase, uh, weirdly built around the uh, bottom of the the desk she's in. So you're standing in front of the desk, and there's a spiral staircase that comes up from behind that desk. Um, stalks uh, a large man that Furious knows very well. Uh, this is, in fact, uh, Sergeant Debbie McGee. <laughs> <laughs> the guard you it's a bloke is it cause um <laughs> this yeah let's well, make this let's run with it okay okay yeah sure i was thinking um, about a whole romance thing that i was going to try and play out between paul uh, okay. daniels and debbie mcgee and see how that went as uh, a kind of alternative to the enemy piece but well we won't do it if really he's a, Nothing, nothing's preventing you from going in that direction, <laughs> really. <very> true. <laughs> so. It's a little encouraged. This is a fantasy world, <laughs> after all. We can live out our wildest dreams. <laughs> I mean, you are in prison. Yeah, <laughs> true. Anyway, stalking up the stairs comes Sergeant Debbie McGee, who um, is a very burly, certainly seems to be somewhat part minotaur, not entirely, Ooh. but he comes uh, stalking up and is like, right, you lot, here we go for uh, first day. And uh, looks at Furious go, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Me? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. 
And this is definitely going to require one huge deception check. A uh, deception? Deception, because you're very much trying to lie to this this poor half-minotaur. Mm, I've got a nine. Okay, let's contest this. And I, on my online roll, I accidentally rolled three d20s. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely knows you're lying. He got a 60. (laughs) Yeah. Busted. I got a 57. No. Uh, (laughs) No, it looks like it goes, no, I could have sworn you now. Then he uh, turns to, turns to Tina and goes, have we seen him before somewhere? She uh, she goes, no, I I thought the same thing, but no, we we get a lot of um, dwarves through here. Maybe it's just a, Maybe it's just a family trait. Maybe it's related to someone we've already been through. He goes, oh, yeah, that must be it. That must be it. You know. Yeah, horse. I, I, I pipe up. I pipe up. I say, I hope you're not being uh, racist against dwarves in this place. I don't know if this is the sort of establishment I'd like to work in. Olive is going to be the only guard left. <laughs> They're all going to get themselves kicked out. Oh, buddy, <laughs> you are the funniest son of a booch. I've ever, ah, uh, uh, you're fitting well here, you know. Uh, I like you. What's your name? What's your name, boy? Roberto Rodriguez. Roberto. Oh yeah, you're gonna fit in wonderful down here. Can we call you Bob? I mean, uh, some of the some of the lads can't say uh, words quite all right. So uh, can we just stick with Bob for the time being? Yeah. Sure. That, okay. Cool. That's fine. It's like a nickname. No worries, you know. Yeah. I mean, they can't spell either, so, you know, just helps, you know? Sure. Anyways, yeah, um, let me let me show you downstairs. Um, uh, just uh, get you settled in, basically. Um, this is your, your well, first day. I mean, there's always a probation period, but let's say, let's face it, the prison, there's always a probation, all right? But... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right, a new, new, newbie joke, newbie joke. Um... <laughs> Furious laughs a little bit too heartily at that one. Anyway, let me sh- let me sh- let me show you downstairs. I'll give you the tour, and then if there are any further questions, then you can um, ask me in a bit. How's that sound? Sound sounds good, Sergeant McGee. Yeah, we're, sure we're ready to learn, sir. Excellent, excellent. Okay, if you follow me, I've got my um, my credential card here. Um, when you get yours in, what did you tell them? Ten days time. Ten days time, uh, you'll be able to get around as much as you can. Uh, you will need, as newbie guards, you will need special dispensation to go into the maximum security areas. Um, but you won't need to worry about that at all. You're just going to be rank and file uh, guards, just doing patrol, cleaning that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll show you around. You'll you'll fit right in. Um, now, if we just head. Uh, downstairs, we will begin the tour. Sounds good, yeah. All right, all right. Um, at, um, as you head down the spiral staircase behind that desk, uh, give everyone just give me a quick perception check. God. Uh, seven. Ten. Twenty-two. Okay, Nesgrax or uh, Roberto, should I say? Mm-hmm. 
Um, as you wander down the steps, you can't you can't help but notice um, a lingering gaze between uh, Debbie and Tina, and ah, you can't flirt with him after all. No, oh. maybe. Um, and you you also notice on um, on Tina's desk there is a vase with a single flower in. Uh, okay. With a, a a small scrap of parchment which has been initialed D. Very good. Okay. I wanna I wanna say to uh Debbie McGee, as we're out of earshot of Tina, uh hey, Sergeant McGee. That uh that Tina sure seems to uh, have been taking a shine to you, huh? Uh he begins to blush slightly, but then <laughs> kind of forces himself to um, remain professional. He goes, what? Um, um, not not allowed to discuss it. I'm afraid. Um, oh, sure, sure, no problem. That's, that's fine. Don't want to cramp your style. Yeah, I'm sure you've got everything uh, you know covered on that front. Wink, wink. Hmm? Hmm? But like, um, sorry, I, I shouldn't be talking about this. I really shouldn't. But like, if. Um, you know, do you think? I mean, you—you've only just met her. You've only just met me. But do you think that you know she'd? She. I mean, I'm. I know I'm kind of hairy, but you know, do you reckon that would be like a turn off for her or? What? No, of course not. No, you're you are masculine to the nth degree. That's a huge turn on the hair and everything. Look at your the muscles, the hair, everything is. A, it's a package that to me says you. Are someone who can take care of a woman. Hmm? Oh, that's very kind right. of you to say. You know, I've been. Oh, it's, 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 I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Um, yeah, the smell of mushrooms. I, smell, I love mushrooms. Yeah, I love mushrooms too. It's probably my beard. Mm. I, I think. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I think this. I was going to say it's a, it's a, it's a great beard. Like, thank you. I think it's a fungus. Oh. <laughs> Well, no, my my hair is all just natural. I mean, as you as you can see, I'm you know. I know. I'm a, I'm a bit of a hairy dude, but no, it's it's very kind of you to say. You know, it's 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 kind of lonely occasion. I I, I shouldn't be saying this. You're you're new. I need to you know give you the pep talk and tell you how amazing it is to work here and all the benefits and all the beatings that you can give and all the. Um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I want to hear know, about all, all of that. I I, I just. The, I just uh, uh, I, I couldn't help the way she was looking at you. I just had to say something. I mean, you could cut the sexual tension with a knife. <laughs> oh, we got loads of knives here as well, but yeah. No, no, yeah. Thanks. Maybe it's something I can um, look up after, after, you know, after I've got, I've got to do my job. I've got to give you the tour. So, um, so let, let's, um, did, did we hear that? Did all, or, um, sorry, did Mallory and Paul hear that? Uh, were you trying to be, uh, like, quiet about it roberto uh, I, I really all i cared about was that tina didn't hear about it so if if everybody else heard i'm fine with that i, I wasn't trying to be that quiet i don't think yeah I, I i think the other two would have heard it yeah yeah okay so we can comment on it yeah all right mallory the victorious is gonna like sidle up and like like mallory loves gossip so <laughs> Be like, Tina wouldn't have displayed those flowers if she didn't like them. 
No, that's a good point. That's, well, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I did try and make it obvious it was from me. It's only, you know, we can't uh, do uh, like inter-office uh, relationships. You know, it's, it's a policy of the, the establishment, as it were. Um, you know, we can't be, be seen fraternising with each other because, you know, if, if any of the inmates, you know, got any wind of anything that was going on, that's, you know, that that's an easy... That's an easy route to escape, and we, you know, you know, the job of prisons is to, you know, stop people getting out, right? Yeah, but I don't understand. How could the prisoners use your relationship to escape? Well, I don't know, but you know, it's uh, just something we've got to, you know, got to be careful of. Well, you ain't got to worry about us, Sarge. We're not going to tell anyone a dicky bird. Don't you worry. Oh, good man, good man. Are you sure I haven't seen you before? Like down down the pub or something? Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. I did have a did have a long lost cousin that worked here many many years ago. Maybe uh, maybe it's him you're thinking about. He had a oh, similar similar sort oh, of haircut. That me. What was his name again? Uh, Cedric uh, Nicholson. Oh yeah, I remember Cedric. Oh yeah. Cedric, do you remember Cedric? Yeah, I remember Cedars. Yeah, well, it might have been before your time, to be honest. But uh, maybe 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 you guys overlapped for uh, for, yeah, for a yeah, year yeah. or two. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's the one who showed me how to do all this. Um, it was my <laughs> boss way back when. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, oh, I didn't realise he was that senior in here. I thought he was just a little, uh, well, impressive. Good. There you go. Then that's well. I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a very flat hierarchical structure um, around here. It's basically you know tr- trainee guard, guard, warden. It's it's a very flat uh, company structure. Yeah. Well, I've always <laughs> been told we have many familial similarities, me and him. So uh, that, that's that's probably where you you think you know me from. There you go. No, I mean the the, the guys all downstairs are going to love this. We got a picture of him up uh, on the wall as well. It's brilliant. <laughs> good, good. Let's uh, <laughs> maybe you can show me that later, like a lot later. Let's not go and inspect it too closely too soon. Oh yeah, yeah. That's in that's in the guard barracks. That one is. <laughs> okay. This entire time, does Greg's just like grinding his teeth? Like, <laughs> what's going on? How is this possible? <laughs> well, I think I think reasonably speaking, you know, uh, uh, Furious has been in there before. He will know a little bit. True. That True. was yes. That was I. I was recalling the name of the old head sergeant Red. guard from the days that I'd heard from when I was in there before. That's yes. That's what who, we were doing. Who was also who was also a dwarf with the same haircut as you. He was also. He, I knew he was a dwarf, and that's why I mentioned him. And I remember he looked a bit like me when I when I saw the picture in the guard room that one time. Yeah, you got to do chores every so often, don't you? You've got to go and yeah, like, clean the guards' clothes, and you know, you you see you see that you know the the um, the other the only other like dwarven prison guard. You make his hair, make your hair look like his, so you can squeeze out yeah. and try and escape. This was this was all predetermined, yeah, yes, Greg. So yeah. I didn't know. Maybe we didn't explain this to you before we uh, before we left the boat. But um, your 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 old friend Mendax, he had a few ideas, and we came up with uh-huh. this with this with this with this method of introduction. So don't 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 worry if you're not keeping go. up with the program because we we've got this. No no further explanation needed. I I totally buy it. All... Are you sure? Because they have more. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. I don't have more. Don't ask me for more. <laughs> It's improv. There's always more. (laughs) (laughs) 
So other than the flower, like, how are you trying to win over your girl, Faustina? Well, I mean, you know, I can't try and, like, win her over properly and, like, right now because, you know, as I said, no office romance. And also, like, I don't know for sure whether she's into me like that. Oh, well, we could find out, you know. What do you think? Sure we can. Sure, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm pretty good with uh, talking to, to women. I'm, I'm very empathetic, as you can see from the conversation we just had. Yeah, that beard is... Whew, that, that's, a, that's a certain stench, that one. <laughs> that beard screams empathy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it tends to make people feel like... Light-headed. They're only loosely attached to their bodies, and they realize that what they really are is the space, and the space forming matter from the space and materializing. And then they realize everything is really just energy, including <laughs> ourselves and our thoughts. Yeah, so that's it. Just, just... That's it. I was trying to put a finger on what it was, but that's exactly the... Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So just to play, play a talking here, just so we're clear. Basically, Nesgrax is a walking hallucinogenic cloud of fungal spores at this point. Is that what's going on? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just gets a light He's, sense um, of of um, outer bodiness whenever they uh, whenever they spend any time within like a five meter radius of him. Is that is that what's going on? I think yes. I think that's canonical now. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. I I think I think realistically, you know, we should we should reward this. Um, so I think Nesgrax, as long as you can keep the, as long as you keep the beard. Um, Any time you try and like uh, persuade someone like charmingly, then you can have a plus <laughs> three bonus. Whoa! Holy cow! Okay. As long as you keep the beard, you I'm know in. you've got to like <laughs> treat it properly, treat it well, treat the beard. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No problem. I'll, I'll sit in a dark room for long periods of time. <laughs> you like water it and apply fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so are we like walking through the lunch area like all these guard rooms that prisoners don't have access to um the way the prison works is as i um we uh, covered before just um just in case any of the listeners have forgotten is that uh the prison is built on seven concentric circles um getting ever smaller heading down towards the base of the volcano the top floor you haven't um you know, been to yet. Um, you came in on the second floor, so that's the second floor down. Uh, Furious, you rem- you know that the first floor, the top one, uh, where which is where you escaped from, was the old, like, athletics track, the old, like, recreation mm-hmm. area. Uh, that's the way you remember it. Um, the next floor down, the one you're going um, to, is the inmate holding cell, so that's, like, gen pop for... Regular, you know, regular people. Um, so as he uh, takes you down, Debbie says, "All right, so this is uh, you know general population. As you can see, uh, we've got these uh, cage, uh, these uh, cages. Oh, we don't like to call them cages. We call we like to call them um, resident um, areas, residential areas um, along the side. <laughs> I'm just holding." This up for the the people playing. This is uh, floor three. 
Oh my goodness. These uh, shaded bits. Mm -hmm. Look at your detailed map. <laughs> oh, wow. That. Okay. Uh, hey, players, don't expect that from me when I DM. That is incredibly detailed. <laughs> uh, those, sh those shaded areas that you see on your visitor's map are uh, the cells. So as you can see, uh, a lot of patrolling gets done over here. Everyone is just bundled into these ones. We split them up into groups of uh, 20 or so, bung them in a cell and hope they don't kill each other. Mm. If they do, it's not a problem. We just stick more in. Mm. And that, that's watched down here. Um, everyone who uh, patrols there will be assigned a um, a guard dog, well, a hellhound. And uh, you patrol as a pair, just so if anything goes wrong, uh, the dog can take the brunt because, you know, they burst into fire and then come back eventually. Great. Yeah, it's great. Um, so, yeah, it's basically it. Um, sorry about the... The, the layout of this, uh, the architect was an absolute idiot. So uh, if you go down one one of these uh, gaps in between the cells, you can't see the entire distance. It's really stupid. Hmm. Oh, it's round, concentric circles. You can't see the end of the hallway. Olive is taking notes. Hmm. Yeah, it must be really hard to find furniture for these walls because it's so, it's so round. You'd, you'd always have a gap. Oh yeah, yeah. Putting put. Let me tell you, down in the guard barracks, putting up a shelving is a nightmare. I bet. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, because like, everything is circles here. It's like driving you crazy. Yeah. Drives around the bend. You could say. Oh, <laughs> another comedian, eh? Oh, you guys, <laughs> you guys. Oh, save it for the save it for comedy night. <laughs> nice one, Paul. Who doesn't love a bit of banter? Well, I know some people who don't uh, are that found fond of banter, but you know, um, we don't need to worry about them. They're no one's mother-in-law. Say, uh, sorry, he's, he's, he's like my is like my sister's like husband's mum, my mother-in-law. Your sister's? Is he, I don't know. Husband's mother is that your mother-in-law? No, sorry, that's my aunt-in-law. Sorry, in -law? sorry, my my brain just kind of goes. We we play some maybe it's the mushroom spores. Um, We're all just each other's mother-in-laws, really. When you think about it, <laughs> you know you're kind of right, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. oh. Whoa. <laughs> chew chew on that one for a bit. Anyway, let me let me take you down. Um, let me just uh, take you through here. Um, and as you walk between some of the cells, you hear a rattling noise behind you. Um, now. Furious, uh, you look around and you see um, staring at you from one of the cells is definitely a person you used to know in here because they used to be your old cell buddy. This is, in <laughs> fact, Monsieur Scrot Flanagan. M Mc Flanagan, even. Actually, no, I'll do it. Scrot McFlanagan. Scrot McFlanagan. It's Scroty. So I, um, I, sort of, I sort of nudge uh, Olive and and Nesgrax or 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 uh, Marley the Victorious? What was it? Mallory. Mallory. Mallory, not Marley. Mallory the Victorious and Bob and I. Guys, guys, that's that's Scrope. That's Scrope. He's my buddy. It's Scrope. Oh, okay. Um, if we need help from an inmate, he's the guy we need to go to. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, uh, insight check on Debbie McGee. 
Yeah, okay. Hit me. With a 11, can they overhear us? Like, can they tell what we're saying? Hmm. Um, not if Furious is trying to whisper, because I think he'd just, you know, keep going, keep talking. No, that was very subtle. That was a quiet little... Yeah, if you just give him a bit of a nudge, you hang back a bit. Okay, all right. Just in case, just a little bit louder, I say yes, that one is very attractive. <laughs> good, good cover. Good, Wait. good cover, good cover. <laughs> you're trying to make Debbie McGee think that you're talking about one of the prisoners? Just in case. Oh, okay. Uh, from up so ahead he... of you, um, you hear him uh, shout back, oh, none of that, none of that. Come on. <laughs> nice one Mallory nice one well covered Furious see just just try to talk to him quickly and then catch up as we walk okay I'll pretend I took a wrong turn or something yeah keep going keep going so yeah Furious uh, scuttles up subtly sidles up to uh, to Scroat goes hey Scroat it's me it's me Furious Furious what are you doing here well (laughs) I forgot you were Irish. Um, uh, <laughs> the, um, hey, don't worry, it's, it's oh, been a God, long time. Hi, so it's a, it's a long old story, Scro. It's a long old story, but um, uh, we're here to, to to we're going to have to cause a few eruptions. We're going to have to try and break somebody out. I think so. Um, uh, going to keep an eye on you, though, buddy. If uh, well, we might need some help from you in here, and um, if you're happy to help us out, well, uh, maybe we can help you out too, and uh, maybe we can bust you out at the same time. Eh? I mean, that sounds like fun. Uh, what do you need me to do? Well, I don't know yet. I'll tell you what, you just sit tight, sit quiet. Well, it's not like I can go anywhere. I, I thought as much. I thought you'd be good at it. Um, just, yeah, hold tight, and we'll, uh, once, we, once we know what we want to do, we'll come back. We'll let you know. All right, well, uh, lunch is pretty soon, so I can uh, pop down in a bit. Nice, nice. We'll see you in the guardroom, but uh, it's good to see a friendly face, man. All right, catch you in a bit. Sorry, that, that was a weird stretch of Australian. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. It's good. <laughs> half Irish, half Australian. Fine. So, uh, yeah. So, so. Well, that's like, that's just like normal Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it just all goes over the American's head like, uh-huh, those are different accents. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> there was a slight twang at the end. It was pretty good. <laughs> I-, I could hear it. Yes. <laughs> oh, you, you'll listen. You'll listen back and go. Oh, yeah, that was uh, like Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the specific cities like, in Australia with their specific yeah, yeah, the s- southwestern Melbourne. Uh, that you know, street with a bakery <laughs> above the little shop uh, with a canary uh, symbol. I know that that place. <laughs> anyway. Furious, uh, yeah, runs back and catches up with the uh, the other guys. And says, oh, sorry, Sarge, sorry, Sarge, I, thought, I think I took a wrong turn back there. Oh, don't worry about it. You, uh, we, we all get lost around here. It's an absolute maze. But, you know, you, you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. It's only your first day. Don't worry about it. And, you know, any friend of uh, Bob's here is a friend of mine. So let me show you down uh, another level, down to the uh, the cafeteria area, which um, all these um, filthy peasants are. I mean, it's, I, I don't personally think of them as peasants. It's just you know the technical term uh, around these parts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, these guys are going to pop down in about uh, twenty minutes, half an hour. Looks at the clock. Yeah, about that. 
uh, for for lunch. So um, you know, get a look at it while it's clean. Um, and he uh, takes you down to another set of stairs, uh, which is let me just hide my uh, tiny little notes down to the cafeteria area, which once again everything in this place is round. So oh my goodness, the detail on this! So in the, mm-hmm. you drew plates on the cafeteria table. <laughs> not, not quite. Uh, so in the in the middle um, of the uh, cafeteria area, you'll see a large cauldron filled with bubbling stew. Oh, it's stew. And to either side of it, you see oh. rows of long tables with uh, benches. I drew the benches mm-hmm. to either side. <laughs> yeah, you did. See? So this is on the third level down. Uh, this is on the fourth level down. Uh, sec- sec- well, oh, okay. Well, sort of. It depends on how we want to qualify you know, levels in this, because I know there's a... Okay. Bit of a discrepancy between the UK and the US in terms of what constitutes a level. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so if I if I am understanding, the very top level is the recreational area. Well, yeah, it's it's what um, Furious remembers it as being like the athletics track, that sort of yeah. o- open area. It's open right. to open, right. open air. You can run around. Right. You can. Uh, try not to get hit by flakes of molten right. lava that spew through the volcano. You know, classic stuff. Sure. And the second level, which is the level that we s- sort of entered on, is the that's the one you came in on. That's the admin area. Um, that's the admin area. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where you came in on. That's where you met Tina. It's um, where you got checked in. Gotcha. And then the third level down is Gen Pop. Yep. Okay, and then the fourth level down is the cafeteria. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So, Debbie. Yep, yep. All right. Do you ever eat lunch with Tina here? Well, uh, us, us guards um, don't eat in uh, this area because this is for the, the inmates. Obviously, we can't you know, eat with them. We eat down in the, the guard area. I think Tina tends to bring her own lunch in because um, she's got some weird dietary things going on. You know, so we can't risk... Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you've never eaten, like, um, a picnic in the rec level or anything together? <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you'll see when you get down there, but it's not exactly the sort of place you can lay a, lay a carpet out and, um, like, get a nice basket and some um, scones and some, like, jam and, you know, a nice nice checkered blanket and... Some some flowers and uh, you 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 shush away the wasps because they're going for the jam. And... <laughs> what a nice idea! You should totally do that. You're so smart. Yeah, maybe we should. But oh, we got we. Uh... You know, if she's got those flowers on her desk, I bet she'd say yes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I need to I I need I need to know basically. I I, I can't do this off. Um, off you know uh, just you know maybe yes maybe maybe no um i'll tell you what you know um got you know you newbie guards are going to be given um you know quick jobs to you just to get you used to it what i what i can do is i can pull some strings and get one of you um up on tina's level so you can you know if you want if you you know can talk to her for me and just try and get a sense of how she feels then um that would be most appreciated and your time here will be um well, as pleasant as can be. <laughs> but won't I be unable to open doors because of my first 10-day badge? I- I'd love to help you, but I'm afraid we can't. 
Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Um, actually, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you to do a persuasion check on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, no, it, you guys! I mean, it, I mean, it's so very <laughs> natural, but like he he wants like to. Oh, that's a natural one. <laughs> We're just not persuasive. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I mean, as good as that would be, I mean, there are only, um, you know, we can't give you your your, your own uh, badge just yet. I mean, I mean, uh, mine I can get into pretty much anywhere apart from the warden's office, and um, but obviously I can't give you to this to you because you know I'd lose my job. Um, but but what we can do is, <laughs> can I can I try? <laughs> Or am I not allowed to but, try? I mean, if you try a different tack once we've finished um, speaking, then then we'll see. But we'll, 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 we'll try not to line up role. and try the exact same thing multiple times, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, officially you're in charge now because I just like... Okay. I don't know what happened there. I failed horribly. He's yeah. like, I mean, like, I'd love to help you out, but, you know, we I've still got to stick to... Um, you know, regulations as far as I can. You'll be, um, you know, es- uh, escorted up to do your uh, thing just so you don't get into any uh, mischief or, well, not mischief, you you don't get uh, assaulted by any of our uh, residents <laughs> oh, here. Oh, it's okay for you to suspect mischief NPC. I ruled a natural one. You could probably think I'm a spy after that. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm officially done trying to convince you. The romance aspect is dead. <laughs> for now, for now. <laughs> but no, don't worry about. It. I can, I can still get you. I can. We can still bring you up there, um, so you can, because um, there, there's usually just some cleaning up and uh, just some, you know, basic uh, paperwork uh, that, that clean the toilets. Yeah. All right, I gotcha. <laughs> can do. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, they've got the holding cells up there, but you know, it's a clean the twenty-person toilet. <laughs> my, 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 a little bit of blood, maybe, but it'd be fine. <laughs> Flat. But but honestly, it's it's uh, it's not that bad. Um, it washes right out. Uh, but if you could talk to her, you know, it would be most appreciated. Hmm. But I mean, you other can two, uh, we can. Oh, we. I mean, we'll 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 see what we we'll see what needs doing. There's a local. They've got like a rotor for for all this. Um, but yeah, this is uh the cafeteria. As you can see, we got a a pot of stew in there for ev- everyone. Just shares. Um, or fights over it, but it's not really our business, is it? Well, I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm quite peckish. Can I grab a bowl? Oh, yeah, I would before, you know, <laughs> before the riffraff get in. Nice. Furious runs over, grabs a bowl, dumps a load of slop into it. Oh, okay. There's there's no dairy in it, is there? No, I don't think so. I think it's just like um, like water, some beer, some meat and some vegetables. I don't think there's any dairy in that. That sounds actually not bad. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I grab. I grab a bowl. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. Maybe, maybe we should um, take out the beer. <laughs> maybe it's too good for him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, you two want a a, a swig of uh, the stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're furious, grabs a bowl. Takes a big old slurp of it and goes, oh, those were the days. And then uh, sort of <laughs> shakes his head and pulls himself out of the revelry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Furious, you remember this this taste. 
very well. It's a it's a weird weird mixture, but it works all right. Yeah, you get the beer through, you get the um, you get some of the spices through, you get some of the vegetables, and once once again, the meat is is odd. It's not like anything you've had since. I mean, it's mostly been like a gamey um, animals, but you never know. Yeah. I, I turned to Nesgrak and say, I never did work out what meat went into this, but bloody hell, it's tasty. Hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. It's sort of got a nice uh, hoppy flavor, but then you, you have a nice texture going. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a carrot. And um, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Don't make too many assumptions. But yeah, hmm. that, that, that might be a carrot. Also, hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Bob. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Not very good at this whole spying thing. Never have been. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, we all have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're over there, would you two, um, Bob and Paul, otherwise known as Nesgrax <laughs> and Furious, make me a perception roll? Mm-hmm. Ten. Natural one. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Is your dice loaded? Because, like, you've rolled a... My perception rolls have been dire today. Yeah, that's not your first natural one of the game. It's not. They're they're plaguing us. We're cursed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Furious, like, you are going to town on this. It's like, you you don't... You haven't, like, appreciated over the last couple of years how much you, you know, started to rely on this particular stew it's you know it's hoppy it's uh you know zesty it's you know it's basically everything you need and you're like hmm this is actually pretty good and you're like you try to stop yourself from having more because you think it's gonna look a bit suspicious if you find the prison food instantly i just discard the bowl yeah and i'm just going ladle to mouth straight in not even <laughs> not even bothering anymore <laughs> <laughs> mean, meanwhile, yeah. uh, Nesgrax, you, you, you've, you're from better uh, breeding, so you know to sip mystery stew before you start gulping it down like a madman. And while you are sipping, on the wall opposite you, um, there are a raft of posters, um, uh, sort of like almost like glued to the side of the wall. There are like hundreds of them, just overlapping uh, each other. And each one bears, like, the face of a different person, but all of them have the same print on top, which says, Arena fights, win your freedom. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, hey, uh, Sergeant yeah. McGee, um, what's up with these, uh, these arena fights? It looks oh, yeah, pretty cool. oh, those, those are the, um, the, the new uh, things uh, the new wardens brought in. Right, so we used to, um, up on the top four, right, we used to have this old uh, athletics track, which no one really used because, let's face it, trying to run in an open-air volcano is not exactly the easiest thing. So what he did, right, was convert the old thing into, like, this arena, this, like, whole coliseum kind of do. Right, so anyone who wants to can sign up to fight in the arena and try and win their freedom against, like, the, the Warden's champion, and you, yeah. So basically, what happens is, you know, they go up, they volunteer. Um, you know, everyone goes up. The whole whole prison goes up. The you know, prisoners, guards, even the warden himself comes to every single, 
you know, fight. He loves to watch him. Um, and, you know, sometimes the, you know, the person who's volunteered wins. Sometimes they die horribly. But either way, we, we have a good time. <laughs> All right. Wow. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sounds like fun. Good to know. Get, get yeah. Work. Let me tell you, the warden, right? Well, I haven't, you know, I've met him like maybe two or three times. Man barely comes out of his office. Right, he's like a workaholic or something, you know. It's the only thing that will really get him out. Hmm. Hey, what's this uh, warden's name? I, I don't think uh, I, I, we, we got that so far. Oh, we, we just know him as a warden. You yeah. know, um, professional courtesy and all that. Could you describe him so that I, I if I bump into him, I, I don't make a fool of myself or anything in front of him? Oh, you, oh tr- tr- trust me, uh, fella, you're not going to bump into him anytime soon. Like I said, he barely leaves his office. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. Uh-huh. Um, you occasionally hear him on the tannoy if um, anything important happens, but other than that, it's basically just uh, just them uh, arena fights he gets out of bed for. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Any arena fights coming up soon? Not that I know of. Um, not at the moment. Not today, anyway. Um, I mean, it's only lunchtime, so wait till people get drunk off this stuff and we'll see. Cool. Sounds good. Okay, great. But yeah, this is it. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes until uh, the riffraff come uh, come back down. So just in case you don't want your, your innards ripped out, uh, friendly joke. No, uh, it does happen. Uh, um, we should probably head down to the, the guard quarters, which are... Uh, just downstairs again through this uh, this old um, door here, which uh, is going to require my uh, key card. Okay. Lead the way, boss. Oh, you, you seemed to like yeah. that, didn't you? That that stew. It's not bad, isn't it? It's good stew, that. It was good stew. Oh, look, I'd eat that every day. We never got fed properly back in my hometown, so... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I do like my beer. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Oh, we've got even better stuff downstairs. Let me show you. Oh, excellent. Can't wait. That'll be dessert. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to... No, I'll just switch voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Debbie takes you over towards the door, which has another uh, a card swipe, um, which then opens towards uh, his thing, and you go downstairs again. Uh, the door sh- shut behind you with a clang. Um and you head downstairs into uh, the guard area. So this is a little bit smaller than the cafeteria, but there is a lot going on. So there are a number of uh, guards sat up on one wall uh, reading some books. They've got a little library area. They've got some nice chairs, uh, some tables, some with uh, pots of flowers on. They've got a... um, What we in the modern world would uh, be... Almost like a pool table, but it's actually got, like, three points to it. So once again, hang on. Let me let me, let me bring up the... Aha. The, the, the I map. I do see gotcha. the... It's like... It, it's, like hmm. a, it's like a Y shape. Yeah. Um, but a pool table, yeah. effectively. Equilateral Y shape. Yeah. Um, and then around the edge, you have... Um, the specific guard quarters. Now, unlike the the inmate um, cells, these are all individual. They all have like doors. They all, you know, have privacy. Um, they all have like individual little cots in. Um, 
and there's a room for washing clothes. There's a room uh, which houses the the dogs, so we'll call that the kennels. Um, and then up against uh, one wall. Well, I mean, it's all one wall. It's a circle. Um, <laughs> uh, in between, um, next to the washing room, there is a, an, another door with a big lock on it, which says maximum security in big red letters. And, Ooh, which level is this? Um, that you're currently on level five. I'm calling it or fifth level. Um, so there's that that goes to uh, maximum security, which is level six. Oh, got it. And then off on the other wall, so pretty much directly opposite that maximum security area, you've got a little booth with a construct in, um, which on the door just says warden. Oh. Hmm. So is the warden on the fifth level? Uh, no, the warden is technically on the seventh level. Seventh level, okay. But there, there's, there's some stairs in between and some 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 jiggery pokery, if you will. Did you say there was a construct on the but door it, or something like that? Uh, yeah, it was a, there's a, there's a little bit like a train uh-huh. booth, um, like a like a <laughs> like a ticket booth. There's a construct okay. behind it. Is that like the warden's PA? Pretty much, yeah. On our tour, did we walk along through all of those 20-person per cell cells? So, like, did we see all the prisoners? Uh, not all of them, no. Um, they're, it, they, that entire floor is, you know, pretty much cells, um, aside from walkways in between going around in circles. So there are a lot of them. There's one, hang on, how many did I draw? Oh, wait, it's all symmetrical. They're all <laughs> multiples of four, one, two, three, so 12 blocks. Okay. Just, I'm keeping an eye out for Uncle Algy. So I didn't see him in any of the prisoner cells, did I? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so we don't really have an opportunity to talk amongst ourselves as uh, as the as the as the three kittens guild members, do we? At the minute. I mean, I, I can I can give you an opportunity. I think we should. It'd be nice to have a little little moment off just to see what we're all doing and what we're thinking. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so. Uh, Debbie goes, all right, well, here's uh, the guard areas. Um, you know, uh, our individual quarters are off on, you know, either side, as you can see. Um, yours will be over there. And he points to the three closest to the kennels. I'm sorry, they're the newbie quarters. <laughs> they're the loudest, they're the worst. But but mine's over there, um, points off to the other quarters, um, far, far away from the dogs. It's like try not to need me too much, but you know, you know, I know my new friends will uh, help me out, and you, you seem good guys, so um, we we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't uh, <laughs> have any issues. But yeah, yeah, um, I'll we'll come catch you in a couple of minutes. Uh, lunch rush is about to start, so don't worry too much about that. It's your first day. Uh, I'll come back in a bit. Just leave you to uh, get settled. Good stuff. Cheers, Sarge. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks, Sarge. Cheers. Bye. He wanders off. Okay. Are we talking in like the cafeteria where the inmates are going to come in, or are we talking in the we're in the guard rooms where we're in the guard place? Let's we 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 should sort of move off to where our little rooms are, the three of us, because they're all next to each other. Okay. All right. We'll I'll go in like one of the rooms. Yeah. One of the so we're in the guard quarters right now. So yeah, we could we could okay. we could go into one of the little rooms where the guards would sleep yeah, yeah let's all go into one of those rooms 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Now no one will overhear us. No. We don't have to whisper too much either. I'm not very good at whispering. <laughs> so, right. So I was assuming Uncle Algy, Algernon. Mm-hmm. That's who we're looking for, isn't it? I was assuming he was going to yeah. Algernoff. I was assuming yeah. he was going to be in the high security bit, but we don't know yeah. that for sure, do we? Or do we? We don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, I would be pretty sure that they would want him in the high security area. I mean, he's a high value target with a lot of resources. Um, plus, he's a Scarsbrush. Yeah, I, I got a good feeling he's down there. Yeah, I think right. maybe after lunch we should do a little uh, patrol of the Gen Pop section and I can go and have a chat to Scrope and see if he's seen him or heard of his whereabouts and can point us to how we might find him. Just to make sure that he's definitely down in there. We don't want to break into the high security bit. <laughs> if we don't have to. And then find out that he was he was in the Gen Pop yeah. spit all, all day long. Yeah. So it's probably worth checking on. That's a good point. We might be able to get that information from one of the guards. I might be able to, um, you know, strike up a conversation, talk about who we've got, any high, high, yeah, know, class names in here. Yeah, if the guards all that seems like the riskiest way to do it. Risky, like, mm, but if it tell works, tell me about your. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, pro- maybe. All right, and then the only ways out of this place are on the back. Of a fire lizard, were they called, or something like that, and through that gate? The fire drakes. Or down. And out through the volcano, or, by the right. sounds of it, out from the arena and up. Yeah. Um, the arena exit's going to be less burny, I should imagine. Or out through the laundry baskets. I'm going back to that one, because if we do <laughs> persuade Tina, she's probably got some... She could get us out, for sure. Access to the laundry baskets. Now, how do... Because we could just walk out. I mean, we're guards, right? We can just stroll off into the into the sunset. And I might just quit my job tomorrow and say, screw you, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, and the magical gate would definitely let you through it. But we've got a prisoner coming with us in an ideal situation, mm. possibly two with your friend. So I doubt the gate would let them walk through it. That's a very good point, isn't it? That's a very good point. Hmm. But it might. We could try it. <laughs> but what about the arena fight? Oh, yeah, just have them win their... Algernoff? Yeah. My my Uncle Algy is not going to win a fight. He's not a fighter, is he? It's too bad Mendex didn't come with us and could cheer him on. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I can't help people in a fight unless I'm punching the enemy for him. Hmm. And I guess they don't... They probably don't let... Prison guards get involved in the fights, in the arena <laughs> fights either, do they? That would probably be a little bit off. Uh... Nope. <laughs> okay. We have to think about this. Okay, first things first. We need to make sure Uncle Algie is actually in the maximum security area. Yes. Okay. Second, we need a way to be able to get to the maximum security area, which means that we need one of those key cards. Correct. So we need to get a key card off of the most likely candidate would be Sergeant McGee. Indeed. Okay. Once we get Uncle Algy, then we need to get him out of here. So we need a plan to actually exit the facility. We can use the key card to get to a certain point, but then we won't be able to go through the main entrance. We're going to have to figure out... I think the fire drakes is the way to go. Or, or laundry basket. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. I, I have a suggestion. What if, what if we convince Faustina to let us out through the main gate with our maximum security? Because she's got a key card and she's got an exit means. And the only thing we need to do is make her help us. So like if we perhaps, like if she had to help us or Debbie McGee died, I bet she would. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, are you saying we should hold Debbie hostage? I'm just saying she's got the ability to help us and she's got the motivation to help Debbie. Uh... So either Debbie talks her into it, which means we have to talk Debbie into it. And I'm not very good at talking people into things as we have demonstrated before. I am also not very good at that. That is quite clear. Or we're convincing in another way. Uh, so okay. Also known as threatening. Look. If push came to shove into a volcano, mm-hmm. would <laughs> Faustina be willing to do that to prevent Debbie from going overboard into the lava? Well, <laughs> I think I think that's a, that's a quite a good angle because she's she clearly she's clearly into him. He is clearly into her. Um, I think we and could, if we could it probably doesn't work out, layer. we get to shove Debbie into a volcano. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel bad for Debbie, but <laughs> yeah, I sort of, you know. sort of, um, I kind of like Debbie. He's he's been yeah, he's like a much nicer guy than I remember him being. I remember him being an absolute. Well, <laughs> he's been really fierce. nice to us, and uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we won't actually push Debbie into the volcano. I, 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 I do think that's more of a guard to guard relationship thing. I do remember when I was in here before, he was an absolute. Um, what? How? What? How, what? How? What? Linguistically, how can I? Yeah. Guard. You, you, you could just say beep. Tallywhacker. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. <laughs> he was a tallywhacker. He was a, a an absolute Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. but, right, but he so... seemed much nicer this time around. I was quite surprised. Okay, with that. we won't push Debbie into the volcano. Don't worry. Okay. But um, we should endanger Debbie's life and make Tina help us get out. That's my plan. <laughs> and <laughs> so. How do we get, either we bring Tina down to the maximum security, or we get Uncle Algy up to the reception level or beyond? Yeah, I think we're going to have... I think it's easier to get her down, right? Well, How about, well, the only way, the best way I think to get Uncle Algy out of the maximum security piece is to have him fight in the arena. Okay, yeah. Because that gets him up, that gets him there, right? He doesn't actually mm-hmm. have to fight because, let's face it, he would probably die if he did that. But and it doesn't it. actually have to be him. We could disguise Bob, uh-huh. Bobby Roberto Rodriguez, as Uncle Algie, and then have Bob win the fight. You want to disguise me as my big fat old uncle alcoholic? I'm so sorry. You look no, you don't look old and no, fat at all. Okay. But um... it's okay. I get it. <laughs> We're both dragonborns. We're family. Uh, yeah, you. You're yeah. Related. Okay. You think you could win the arena fight against the prison's champion? Um, or die. I mean, yeah. I don't know anything about this champion, but you know, I could probably put up a good fight. <laughs> I. <laughs> I can't imagine the warden's going to make that easy. He's not going to pick a weakling champion and let the let the let the prisoners get out easy. Mm-hmm. Is he? <laughs> That guy's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then how are we going to get out of the prison? How are we going to get out of the volcano? We need the fire drakes. (laughs) 
Where, okay. where were the fire drakes out, before? Surely. How did you get to the fire drakes? Well, I thought they were down down deeper around the maximum security bit. Yeah, they... Are they weren't they the kind of the animals that looked after the maximum? Some of the they, we got the hellhounds on the gen pop yeah. level, and then the fire drakes on the level below. That's what I seem to remember, but I yeah. could be wrong. Okay, I mean that could be right. That could be it. That that might be what we have. Yeah. And so maybe we just need to get down there, and then maybe we can fly out of here on a fire drake. Maybe it's simpler than we think. As long as we can get the card. Maybe it is. Let's get the card. So, right, how are we going to get the card off Debbie? We're going to start a riot, and we're going to knock a guard out and take it. Knock, knock Debbie out and yes. take it. I'm so into that plan. I want to start a riot. Right. <laughs> get me back up to the lunchroom. I'm going to kick off. <laughs> okay. So we start a riot. We put Debbie somewhere safe. We tell Tina we're going to kill Debbie unless Tina lets us out. And then Tina activates the gate, and we gate out if we can't get fire dragons. Plan? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is Olive. It's not Pidge. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's not a bad plan. That's for sure. Right, let, let's. Let... I'm I'm not particularly. Or can I get myself incarcerated if I start a big enough riot upstairs <laughs> mm-hmm. in the lunchroom? Can I get myself thrown into the maximum security thing, and then can I put myself forward? Because for, then I can get down there and see if Algernoff's in, in is in there for start. Because I'll be in it, and I can check it probably, maybe. Yeah, then I let's can get, try that. Then we can both get out through the through the through the arena fight. Okay, that could be my way out. <laughs> okay, let's try that. And if it doesn't work, I'll start a riot. <laughs> yeah, this law the, the riot's getting started. I mean, we we can all start the riot. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm pretty sure these people are looking for you anyway. The riot is sort of superfluous at that point. You are an escaped fugitive. You can just turn point. yourself in. Yeah. I could just declare my, yeah. myself being who I am. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm not sure what the plan is, but I'm prepared for lots of possibilities. Let's get them. I, I, um, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm not the best at, um, what, uh, you guys have done more of these storylines than I have. Are we deviating off a kind of path that we do that is that is more obvious than I think it is? Okay. Here's 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 what I think. I think we need to A we need to get the key card. I mean we just need the key card. If we don't have the key card to get down to the maximum security level, I don't know how else we're gonna get there. So we need to. We, that has to be step one. We need to figure out a way to get that. Should we call? Should we start a riot, and in the ensuing chaos, knock? Try to knock uh, uh, Debbie out and take his keycard, and then make our way back down to maximum security and, and get my uncle. That's a great idea. Let's yeah. do it. Let's start the riot, all three of us in three different places. We're going to do it at whatever time it is right now, plus two hours. We're going to start a riot in three different places in the prison at once. And then we're going to all going to head here to help you. What? How can we do that? How is that possible? How are we going to start a riot in three different places? Yeah, but who's Where's going to be people? rioting? The yeah. guards? Uh, the prisoners? No, hang no, on. no, no. The to lunch. start a riot... These going on now, that's surely the, the place yeah. to start the riot, because that's where all the prisoners are in the same place together. Yeah. I don't think they all fit in the cafeteria at once. I think they do. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're doing shifts. How many prisoners are in this prison? Well, there were 12 blocks, each containing roughly 20 prisoners, 
So, what, 240, yeah. 240. So that's a that's a decent that's a decent size. It's quite a small prison, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a small prison. That's it. Nicomoy seems like generally a nice place. I mean, you can't imagine there's too many criminals knocking about. Although, then again, some of the stories I've heard. <laughs> the heroes are in these jails. <laughs> there's the heroes for a reason. Um, okay, I've got an idea. I can see if Olive Junior can find a crack in the door and see if she can see. In the maximum security, if my Uncle Algy is there. That's a great plan. Should we give that a shot? All right. Okay. Olive Junior, you know what to do. Okay. Olive Junior's going to scuttle away and try to find a crack in the door that she can crawl through. Okay. Um, do, does she, uh, she need to do any sort of... Because I'm, I'm just thinking, she might get seen like if she's scuttling around. She could get seen. Olive Junior, crawl along the ceiling. No one ever looks up. <laughs> and you're like a gecko, right? She is. She's a tiny lizard. That means ceiling climbing. Does. I love lizards. Olive Jr., you're the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could cast um, invisibility on her. Could I? Can I cast invisibility on a on a thing? On a, on a familiar? I, I don't see why not. Hang on a minute. You can cast invisibility. All this time you've been able to cast invisibility. Well, I haven't needed it yet. We're trying to break someone out of a prison. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's something you we could can... You mentioned that. We can use that, sure. But we need... We should there some, use that. There's some steps that we're going to need before we get there. <laughs> no, I know, but... How will we leave the prison? Oh, no. Nesgrax can cast invisibility. Says nothing. <laughs> it's the beard, okay? It's the beard, right? <laughs> Excellent work. Right, we'll remember that. How many invisibilities can you do? Have you got like four four times you can do it or something like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can do it to... Um, I can do it to myself. And I... Yeah, how many people can I do? I can do... Uh, if I cast it as a third level spell... The, I can do it to two things at once... Uh, and I can do it three times, I guess. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, DM, have we seen anything going out of the prison at all? Like, laundry baskets is the old classic way out, you know? Like, I just just want to see if that's... Are you telling us not to do that by not describing any... Um, I did mention there was a laundry room inside the guard quarters themselves. Mm. Um, I don't think I built in any specific laundry system like that for like general prisoner clothes uh but i don't i don't see why there wouldn't be that sort of yeah it would make sense but it doesn't sound like laundry is going to be leaving the prison itself food would i i don't know are there toilets in a volcano or like food has to come in right and then food carts have to go out Do, oh gosh they would just throw their trash into the volcano yeah they would uh, okay so stuff only comes in then really realistically because mm. all their trash they just throw into a volcano <laughs> <laughs> uh. okay for, first let's do this uh, this um this thing with uh olive jr let's get little olive in, make her invisible she can do her thing yeah 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 make the lizard invisible <laughs> invisible lizard 
Okay, so Olive Jr. is invisible, and I'm sending her through the cracks to go see if she can find Uncle Algy. Okay, there is, a, a in fact, a small air gap uh, beneath the, the door of the maximum security wing. Nothing big enough for anything but a small <laughs> spiritual lizard to scuttle through. So how does um, it work? Um, can you um, see through her eyes at all if you concentrate? Is that how it works? Yeah, I can. I can. I can. Um, uh, when she, when. Oh no! Nesgrax knows about when she left him earlier. When she left. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he has to like specifically try and do it. At which point he's like deafened and blinded, right? Okay. Good. All right. She wasn't cheating on you with me. I promise. <laughs> 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 yeah when she's within yeah when she's within a hundred feet of me she i can communicate with her telepathically and i can see through her eyes and hear what she hears until the start of my next turn yep i'm also i'm also deaf and blind with regard to my own senses during this time within a hundred feet yeah so it's a good thing we're in this little room okay yeah, Nesgrax is just going to lie down on his little bank bunk cot thing, I guess, and we'll just stand yeah. by right around and, you know, make sure no one knows. Definitely not drawing anything on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't really want to get near those mushrooms, do you? <laughs> like I start to, <laughs> and it smells exactly. real fungal, and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> okay, Nesgrax, you concentrate and... <sighs> squeeze your eyes closed and once you open them everything so suddenly seems a lot bigger than it used to be all the ceilings are much higher uh, your friends are much much taller and you are now looking at the world through the eyes of olive junior mm. so as you scuttle along the floor safe in the knowledge that you are now invisible you squeeze underneath the crack in the maximum security door and just wander through. Now, you see a long corridor. Well, every, everything's bigger when you're smaller. Um, you see a long corridor going ahead of you uh, with doors on either side. But there are only two doors on each side. So four doors in total. And from one of them, you swear you can hear music. Okay. Uh, but none of, the, none of the doors have labels on. Okay, I want to investigate the one that has music coming from it. Okay, uh, you, as, as a lizard, you uh, scamper over towards that particular door. Each door has a, a slot that you um, that the guards can uh, open and close just to see. It's, there, it's open, um, all the others are also um, open, the little slots. Uh, you scamper up the door and just take a peek in, and you're surprised that... This uh, cell, if it could be called such, is very lavish. Um, it takes up a a quarter of a circle, because you know everything in here is a circle, apart from this, which is a quarter. Um, in one corner is a double bed. Um, there's a music stand uh, standing next to it. Um, just on the corner to the left, there's a table with um, a gramophone on it which is playing music and then in the uh, 
corner, just to the foot of the bed, there is a large bookcase with uh, someone sitting in a very comfortable looking chair. This one is not your uncle. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what does the person look like? Uh, this person seems elven. Um, and as you get a better look, um, actually, give me a history check. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Is it like a famous dictator? <laughs> I had a 10. A 10? Yeah, you seem to, like, not specifically recognize, but you can definitely line that face up with maybe a, a missing persons poster you've seen. Well, actually, why would you have seen it? Yeah, he's been on. Yeah, that's a good point. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> See, I caught myself. Maybe he's been missing for more than a year. Maybe he has. Well, I could, I could talk, I could talk, so, like, I'm, I'm blind and deaf, but I could probably say things to my companions while I'm yeah. seeing through I didn't see why not. Olive Jr.'s eyes. Yeah, so, it's like you're meditating, but you yeah. can speak, yeah. So I can say, uh, I, I see an elven man sitting in a lavish uh, cell, uh, he seems to be living it up in there. Um, he is also holding and uh, tuning a violin. He's, he's tuning an instrument. He's tuning a violin. He's, he's, he's playing music. Uh, so, the, the, uh, you other two, you, you can give me history checks. See, that's a way around it. Uh, uh, what's that? That is a uh, 17 plus. I get a bonus for history. Uh, oh, no. Minus one. 16. <laughs> 19. 19, okay. Um, both of you seem to have... Um, you're like, hang on. Didn't this um, elvish musician go missing recently? Um, it's a very high-profile case in Nicomoy, uh that during a, um, a local opera uh, recital, one of the, the violin players, Antonio Fellucci, was, just went missing. And no one knows why. No one's seen him since. You've seen uh, missing persons posters all throughout the arts district, but no one's ever seen or heard from him since his disappearance. Hmm, that's something to ask Debbie. Hmm. Um. That's interesting, right, guys? Like, missing... Yeah, it seems a bit bizarre that... They're just missing, yet they're they're in there. So, hmm. okay, I'm gonna have um, yeah. Olive check the other the other doors. Keep, yeah, keep going. Okay, so you've um, gone over to the one with music. The one opposite that you uh, uh, scamper your way up the door, looking the the little peephole. Um, can Olive Junior smell? By the way. I think she can. I think I have all of her senses. Yeah, when a yeah, when it's a hundred. I uh, see. So I gain the benefits of any special senses that the familiar has. Yeah, during this time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll count that. We'll count smell. So uh, as your little uh, gecko self, you taste the air, <laughs> and a waft of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, overwhelms your tiny little lizard senses and um, sat in a very 
fancy wing-back armchair um, just opposite the door is your Uncle Algernoth. Looks very comfortable and somehow even fatter than he was when you last saw him. Okay. His room also has a double bed, um, a bookcase, and a very well-stocked drinks cabinet. Great. Okay. You can tell me if it's even worth checking on the other two rooms <laughs> or if that's just is is cool <laughs> i mean you can do i've got some I, I, they're, they're more like easter eggs but... okay yeah i'll check out them yeah sure <laughs> okay well I'll, I'll, I'll give you these because they're not like plot related they're just easter eggs uh one of them contains uh, a local politician um who recently went missing his name is uh timothy chardot mm. um whom both Nesgrax and Olive would notice, perhaps Nesgrax because he's seeing him, um, was at the museum during the sting. Uh, uh, he was the one, the local politician, who um, volunteered for the mag- the impromptu magic mm. show. The one who was very... Um, yeah. um, <laughs> yes. Anti-tax. If I remember correctly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. As a listener. Um, and in the other um, just rests a uh, a dark furred tabaxi. So the only things in this room are there's an, another double bed, which is completely unused. There's a scratching post and then there's a very well-worn box. <laughs> Great. Okay. And that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about that tabaxi or anything. Uh, not specifically, no. Okay, cool. All right, I want Olive Junior to to come back to me, and I'll I'll dispel my senses from her. Okay. Um, yeah. and I tell my compatriots, okay. Um, so I found my uncle. He's he's down there. There's only four cells, uh, and he's in one of them. Uh, he's, he doesn't seem like he's in distress. He's got plenty of alcohol and he's just sort of lounging around. It just, this could, he could basically stay there, I think, for the rest of his life. And he would be sort of, he wouldn't have known any difference. It seems sort of the same for him. So, yeah. <laughs> do, do, remind me, do we, do we need to actually get him out or don't? Do we just need him to tell us some stuff? Well, we need the information from him. Um, hmm. I'm really liking the idea that we just go down and talk to him and then we're like, all right, bye. Cool. You, you're <laughs> happy. You stay here. Chill, brother. I sort of have a feeling, though, that we're not going to know what questions we need to ask him. Yeah. That Devito does. I think the head of the DGS probably has more information about what... Sort of information we need to really bring down the HHO. Mm, this is this is true. Uh huh. I have a question. Hmm? Could we give him a communication stone, and then Devito could talk to him for as long as Devito needed? Uh, I suppose that would. Uh, let, let let me counter that with another question. Did you bring any with you? <laughs> then we have to get back in. Hey, I can freely leave. I'm a guard, man. I could go get one. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I work here. <laughs> All right. 
That would be the easiest way to do it. I was thinking about a second option or a third option if you count our original plan. You know, we could, uh, how do I say it? Like, put an Epstein on him. Oh my God, no, we're not Epsteining my uncle. No, wait, no, no. No, no. I mean, no. The, 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 so, hang on. There's, there's the, you know, let's let's take the conspiracy, the Epstein conspiracy theory, a little bit further, and assume that he's not actually dead; that he is living on an island in the middle of nowhere somewhere, being a billionaire, and just oh, you you're talking about Epstein conspiracy B, <laughs> just he's actually alive. <laughs> yes, okay. Epstein conspiracy B, the 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 second layer, you know, the second coming. He's alive. He's all pell and good. The murder mm-hmm. was just a fabrication. So let's fabricate yeah. your uncle's murder. Okay. Let's, let's pretend yeah. he was dead. Let's take the body out of the prison. And away we go. How does that work? Have we got anything that would kind of, that could sort of act as like a fake death situation for him? Have you got any cool spells that can kind of... Well, here's an interesting thing that I can do. I can animate the dead. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Can you can you deanimate the living? Does that work? Well, that's just called killing someone. <laughs> <laughs> Temporarily deanimate is what I'm talking about. Is that even a thing? Uh, no, I don't well, think so. Wait. That's a shame. That's a shame. When you animate the dead, do they come back to life, or are they just like Nesgrex will? Nesgrex's uncle will shuffle around and like go, ah, oh, zombie. I'm sort of looking it up now. <laughs> <laughs> I think by book or by crook, we've tried this. We killed someone, and then we went to go bring him back, and we we're like, oh, we can't. Oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's let's I maybe like my communication the, stone idea. I like that too. I think that that is the safest, easiest way to do it. We don't have to get him out. We don't have to disrupt. Because we're going to have to find somewhere for Algernon to go into hiding afterwards, right? Because the whole point oh was gosh. we were supposed to... This, this he's going to dob, is, he's gonna yeah. dob it on the HHO, right? And that he doesn't have enough alcohol. And then, uh, yeah. He's happy, man. He's he's living his best life. Why should we rock <laughs> that boat? Yeah, yeah, and also, this is some pretty sweet digs we got here. As Olive becomes more and more attached to living the life of Mallory the Victorious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think uh, I think this is is a decent plan. <laughs> I think we need to ensure, though, <laughs> that um, you know that we can actually freely leave and come back whenever we like. I, I I don't know how long these guards are meant to stick around in this place. You know, this might not be a situation where these guards get to just leave and come back and leave and come back. They might have to, like, do rotas of, you know, weeks and weeks before they can leave or anything. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, we wouldn't have our own rooms, would we? Olive has in her pack, somewhere, a friendship bracelet with a little emerald in it. And what I can do is, let me just try this. Okay, so again, not very persuasive, not likely to work, but I'm going to leave my little room and go back out. And I'm going to try to find Debbie. Okay, uh, Debbie is in his room um, writing uh, a note. A love poem for Faustina. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to like knock on Debbie's door. Oh gosh, no, that sounded horrible. 
That's not a bad idea. He's like, oh yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, put, hurriedly puts the notes under underneath his pillow, and comes to the door. Oh yeah, yeah. Hi, Debbie. It's Mallory. So I I see that. Yeah. What what what's up? Debbie, look. And I I point to the emerald bracelet that was like underneath the sleeve of my guard's outfit earlier, and I'm like, Debbie, the light has gone out. Look. And indeed, there is no light in the emerald bracelet. I'm like, Debbie, no! I'm sorry, do, does that, what does that mean? It means, it means that something's horribly wrong with my brother. Oh, 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 okay, um, actually, hang on. He's in danger, Debbie. This, well, it, all right, DM asking, is this an actual thing? No, absolutely okay, not. Okay, deception check. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know what my number is for that skill. Let me look it up. Uh-oh, it's a negative one. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, as in um, a full-on um, negative one? No, it's an eight, because I got a nine okay. on the dice. But I'm like, my brother, Debbie. <laughs> He's in danger. Why? You know what I'm going to do next time is I'm going to play like a sorcerer or something that has mm. all the charisma. Mm. <laughs> full on. Full on deceptive. Yes, my evil plans work. <laughs> yeah, ha- having having played a bard, charisma is awesome. <laughs> ah, so jealous. <laughs> Erg. Uh, but he's like, oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about it. You know, um, if, if you want, we can talk about it or... Um, because I mean, I mean, I think you know. I mean, that that really sucks for you, and I'm I'm sorry you're having to go through this, but it's a really difficult time. Um, that you know, it's really difficult to get off the island, and it's we're weeks away from anywhere. So I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> Debbie they're... calmly explains that there is no family medical leave act in the volcano prison. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's in the hospital, Debbie? <laughs> Then I'm sure that um, your paperwork will um, allow that uh, the message will be sent over here, uh, assuming your um, mail forwarding address is uh, accurate and in date. Thank you, Debbie. Olive goes back to the room with the other two. You're welcome. <laughs> Good luck with your letter. That was uh, a make nice sure try, to rhyme though. Tino. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, boy. I don't want to be a bard because, like, I'd have to sing once per episode, and this would become a singing podcast if the person who's in every game has to sing once per episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good a lot of songs to write as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. But right. maybe a sorcerer. <laughs> so, so, what have we got left that we can do? Okay. So let's get let's get we Here, we, we want to go up to talk to Tina. Do we still need to do that? I, I we we can do that. I I have an idea though. Okay, um, there's a couple of things that we can do here. This is <laughs> what we can do is if we can get your friend Scrooge <laughs> <laughs> to, um challenge the uh the whatchamacallit the champion the the champion right okay that will lure the warden out of his office yeah 
on level seven going down, right? Yeah. As he comes out, I can make myself or someone else invisible and we can sneak in to the door. That's very good. No, there were two different doors. There was one door to the warden's office on level five, a second door to the high security place, both on level five. There, so there's so there's the door, yeah. So there's the door to the maximum security, which is on one side of the room, yeah. And then on the other side of the room, am I right about this, Dan? Yeah. On the other side of the room, that's where the door to level seven is. Yeah. Okay. And the door, I'm, I'm. So the door has a. There's a booth with a construct inside the booth. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little ticket booth with a construct inside it. Okay. And then where's the Where's the door to like get into that area? Um, it's directly ne- so you've got like the ticket booth. You've got a door pretty much next to the booth, which will go into the booth itself, and then there's another door behind that, which will go into the. Yeah, you've got basically just got to through it. Yeah. So okay, so you have to get into the booth to get to the door. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Interesting security system. It okay. is a maximum security prison. <laughs> it's it's going to be secure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. How about we just try and... Cool, cool. Um, who else is in this guard room with us? Us three, Debbie. Anybody else? Um, yeah, there'll be a, a, a number. Uh, Debbie's in his uh, his room. And there are a number of unnamed as-yet guards. Can we sort of, like, mini-lynch Debbie in his room and steal the card off him and then be like, I've got to deliver a letter to Tina from Debbie. Um, Debbie's having to lie down, and one of us can get get his card and sneak off and out. We'd have to be subtle. Yeah. It'd have to be, it'd be some kind of non-lethal assassination <laughs> type of move. Well, Well, here's what I could do. I could... I could cast blindness on him. Okay. Maybe I can cast blind him, blindness on him, and uh, then we can get the card really fast, and then yeah. turn it off. I've, I'm quite dexterous. I've got a nice bit of sleight of hand. We could just try and you know. Yeah, yoink. and he'll just think like he had a mini stroke. Yeah. Should we try that? I uh, yeah. Can you give that a try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. What's the plan? I'm sorry. Okay, so we're going to go into Debbie's room and we're going to... We're going to... So maybe someone should... Just to be... Just to make sure that we don't fail a stealth roll. <laughs> we should... Someone should distract Debbie by talking to him about the note. I will temporarily cast blindness on him. And uh, Furious steals the card. Yeah. That's cool, because Olive's Olive's been the note, you know, the one that's into the whole relationship, gossipy, yeah. gossipy. Yeah. So, uh, DM, did we see where Debbie is actually keeping his card? Is it on a lanyard? Is it in his pocket? What's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on a like a, a lanyard type, around his neck. Yeah. Okay. So you you reckon you could just like pull it off him, like I mean, carefully, especially if he's blind. Yeah, especially if he's mm-hmm. blind, because blind people traditionally have no other senses available to them. <laughs> it's sleight of hand, right? I'm like a I'm a I'm a ninja monk. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're careful, you can do it. Yeah. How close do you have to be to Debbie to cast blindness on him? For blindness, uh, 30 feet. Okay, so you could, like, be around the door, and you got to see Debbie, right? Does the door have a window in it? Yeah, one creature that I can see within range. Yeah, yeah. So I have to be able to see him. Okay. So, yeah. So that, that's not hard. We just have to leave the door open. Yeah. At, at, the, at the moment, the door's, Through... like, propped open. Oh. So you could you could just stick your head around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, or you could see him through Olive Jr.'s eyes, but, like, the idea that we might make him blind and then rush in to help because he's like, whoa, I'm suddenly blind. I'll probably make some noise. Oh, I'll help you. Exactly, and then, then any sort of touching around the, the head or the neck or something is, is justified. Yeah, I'm just helping you. I think, yeah, I think that, that, that might, that might um, attract too much attention if he's walking around thinking that he's blind. I think we need, we need to distract him cast blindness, take the thing off, turn the blindness off. Yeah, it's like a short-term kind of mini-blindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise people will be like, what's going on? And then everybody's looking at him and then seeing you take the thing off of him. He's in his room, though. Well, it, but if he if he goes blind and starts going, I'm blind, I'm blind, <laughs> then that, that will gather too many people. So it just has to be like a quick thing. We need to turn the lights out, turn it back on. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So Olive's going to go start talking to him. So I shouldn't knock him out. <laughs> no, no, no knock him out. No knock him out. Furious is going to come with you as well. card has gone, okay, all right. Knock, knock. <laughs> oh, hi, hi there again, Mallory. Um, uh, how, how, How's it going? Are we all good? How, um, you know, I'm sorry about before, you know, um, yeah, protocol and you know that they they challenged to um like not make any promises to 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 you know people uh suffering like like you are but you know uh, you have my deepest uh sympathies is there anything else i can help you with though i noticed that you had a letter earlier and i was wondering if i could send a letter home because although i can't visit the hospital it might make sense to like inquire about my brother's well-being can you help me write a letter Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, this letter wasn't for um, going out. This was for uh, um, and he starts blushing again. Um, this was for 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 Tina. But um, yeah, I, I, I can I can. Prom- I cast blindness. <laughs> uh, is uh, are there any? Is there like a saving throw I need to do for that? Uh, yeah, Constitution fourteen. Oh no, he passes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, how, how does it look? Is it, um, okay, um, there's like a, a white mist that seems to go in front of his eyes at that very moment and goes, ah! Debbie? What's going on? Are you okay? Who turned out the lights? Debbie? What, what's happening to you? I, I don't know, I can't, what? Can you, can you hear me? I, ca- I can't see. <laughs> and Furious Johnson taps him on the shoulder. Oh, and as he taps him on down? the shoulder... He tries to. He's furious. It's, sorry, it's it's uh, it's Paul. Paul. Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels. <laughs> um, and uh, and he, he shakes him gently on the shoulder. And as he shakes him, that's when he does his sleight of hand maneuver and tries to tries to yoink the the lanyard off his neck. Well, do I have the perfect oh, roll for you? Roll me Go a sleight on. of hand check. <laughs> a sleight of hand check. Do I get what do I get on sleight of hand? Hang on. Um, 
Should be quite a lot. Uh, monks tend to be quite dexterous. Yeah, I think I've got a plus three for a sleight of hand. So, yeah, that's a 17, so that's a 20. Oh. I get it when it counts. All right, you manage in his um, in his panic and uh, minor thrashing around, because it's not an every day you randomly go blind, you manage to uh, take the lanyard off uh, Sergeant Deppy Miggy. Okay. And uh, stow it away in one of your back pockets. Yep, I turned the blindness off. Debbie, what's wrong? Ah, ah. What's going on, Debbie? What? I, uh, I, f- I thought I just went, oh, I couldn't see anything and now I could. Maybe I need to go to the... Are you... Are you okay? I don't... I don't know. Do, do I look okay? I I mean, gosh, I, I didn't know that asking you a letter was... That stressful. Like, did you have like a a migraine and and like migraine blindness? Are you that angry with me? I mean, I'm a master son. No, no, I'm not angry. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, the the teeny thing. I don't know. Maybe I should just. Why don't uh, Why don't you just have a lie down, Debbie? You just have a lie down, but you know you got some time. You don't have to worry about anything now. You just lie down, rest easy. Yeah, it sounds it sounds it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, have a couple of hours kip on your bed no one needs to bother you no one needs to worry you you don't need to get up just just rest nice and easy no i think you're right there man uh, yeah i mean thanks a lot uh i know you've just drawn but you know you you, you seem like a, a well-to-do guy so um but yeah would, would you mind just sh- uh shutting the door on the way out just so i can get 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 some kip you know of course debbie of course just just get your head down buddy get your head down we've got your back sides we got your back Appreciated, man. And we sneak out of the room, we shut the door behind us, mm-hmm. and we breathe a sigh of relief. Okay. Olive breathes a sigh of disappointment. <laughs> what are you disappointed about? Well, he didn't finish his letter to Tina. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. No, I, I suddenly realised if we offered to take the letter to Tina after he'd felt unwell and he did give us the security card, then he'd realise he didn't have his security card, so we couldn't offer that as a yeah. as an option. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were thinking about that? Aww. Nah, I, 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 yeah, that was a conscious realisation halfway through it. So I, I'm going to say to, to Furious, Furious, okay, take the card, get upstairs to the cafeteria, talk to your friend Scrote, mm-hmm. Get him to challenge the uh, the champion, and then get back down here. Gotcha. Okay. Let's do it. So I wander out the door. I go up to the canteen. Uh, is, he, is, is lunch still going on, or are we past lunch at this time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lunch is still going. There's um, 240 people to try and have lunch, and it's a bit of a mess. So yeah, lunch, <laughs> lunch goes on I'd for a little while. Bet the whole thing's in absolute state. So I'd probably better... Um, I go up there, I, find, I, I spot Scrope, he's sat at one of the tables, chatting away to some people. I tap him on the shoulder, oi, you, peasant, come with me. <laughs> Give it all the guard beans, you know, make sure people feel like I'm yeah, 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 my yeah. weight around. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, is there kind of like a spot in the cafeteria area that we might be able to go off to and have a quiet little chat without people? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can um, go and hang out under one of the stairwells. There we go. There we go. So I say, right, you know, not basically any anywhere out of uh, not not near the big pot of stew. Basically, 
Yes, yeah, avoid avoid this juke. So, um, yeah, so we've got, we've got Scroat underneath the stairwell. I say, right, Scroat, things are going down. We're going to need your help with something. So what I'm going to need you to do, and you might not like this, but you're going to do it anyway because it means you might be able to get out of here, is you're going to have to challenge the Warden's champion to a fight. What? In the arena tonight. I mean, that's a that's a big ask. Well, it, it's a, it sounds like a big ask, like, you know, initially, like up front, as I've just asked it. Um, but you're not actually going to have to fight this champion. We go, we've got a plan of action underway. All we need to do is get the warden out of his, his office, get all the prison up into the arena. Um, in the guise that a fight is going to take place, but don't worry, I can assure you, you will not personally have to fight this champion, or at least you won't have to do it alone if it does ever come to that. Okay. But it shouldn't ever come to that. That's the idea. Okay, I, okay, I trust you. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that, that's, that's a big ask. You know I wouldn't lay you down, Scott. You know I wouldn't lay you down. <laughs> I mean, I trust you, and you're like a legend for managing to make your way out of here, but, oh, yeah, exactly. you're going to owe me big you, on this one. You think I didn't have to take a few risks to get out? I mean, you're going to get me out. Like, I think it'll be okay. Exactly, exactly. It's worth the risk, Scott. You don't like being an idiot. Because, yeah, as long as I get out of here, then I think we'll be square. We'll get you out, Scrope. You have my you have my word as a dwarf. <laughs> Don't know if that means anything, but I'm going to give it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I know, you know how it works. You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Exactly. We scratched our backs of each other's backs a few times, and <laughs> did we scratch? Hey, back in the day. Hey, you remember? Hey, 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 hey. Those were different times. Okay, I was desperate. <laughs> hey, yeah, weren't we all? Weren't we all? <laughs> so, so right, so Scroat's on board. Okay, are you back down now? <laughs> and I and I come back down uh, to the to, to the stairs and say, "Yep, yeah, we got it." Scroat is uh, so um, just before. So Scroat's going to declare, you know, going to ask for the fight to take place tonight, uh, and he's going to go do it now. I don't know what the process <laughs> is to do that, but Scroat's, Scroat's got it covered. Yeah. He's going to make it happen. It's off, it's off camera. There will be a <laughs> okay. Uh, expect an announcement shortly okay great gotcha so yeah we just have to hang tight now look i'm gonna hang by the um i'm gonna hang by the warden's door and i'm gonna be ready to invisible myself so that i can get in as he comes out and if i can as long as i can get in i should be able to control the the doors in and out okay so i should be able to then um let you let you guys go rescue my uncle because we have the card and then we should be able to get into the warden's office and find a means of escape if that's if that's the um the fire dragon things great fire drakes great fire drakes then we're good otherwise uh we'll threaten to kill Deppy. <laughs> Uh, I, you're right. I feel bad for Debbie. I mean, despite them being your greatest enemy, they're really lovely. <laughs> yeah. I really can't see what our problem with him was, if I'm honest, anymore. <laughs> I bet it's one of those, like, psychopath things where totally normal, lovely person, and then around the prisoners, he, like, spits on him and kicks them and stuff. Like, hmm. two different people. Yeah, hmm. it turns into a vicious brute. Yeah. Exactly. Really, we're all multiple selves. 
and even the selves are not really selves. They're they're more like how we manifest. Um, oh no, not the mushrooms. So, really, when you think about it, God, the you that you think you are isn't really a you. The you that you are is really more of a verb. It's doing something. It's a process. Dang. Oh, I, I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's something to chew on for a little while. Sorry, sorry. I was just... <laughs> I think I think Nesgrek's been chewing on his beard a little bit too much. <laughs> Getting distracted by the wonder of the universe. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's either give Nesgrek the key card? No. No, no, no. You hold out to the key card, and uh, as soon as the warden... Uh, leaves this floor, the guards' quarters, and goes up to the arena. And you go get my uncle, meet me in his office, I'll let you in. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I guess all the guards are going to be going up to the arena as well, so we can just hang yeah. back. Me, me, and, me and Olive will just hang back and wait mm-hmm. until everyone else has gone upstairs, mm-hmm. and then yep. we can uh, go and get your uncle out of his cell. Nice. I go and wait in my quarters. And I'm going to set the timer for 15 minutes, and then I'll head down to the, right? Head down to the warden's office. Uh, yeah. I'm crying over my dear brother. <laughs> Olive has, like, ten brothers, by the way. I, I have the name, the list of their names, so. <laughs> you, you've got them to spare. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll start chatting to some of the guards, some of the other guards. Okay, uh, you all go about your um, time-wasting activities, and a little while later, um, a voice comes on the, the prison tannoy. It's magical. It comes from nowhere and everywhere at the same time. It says, <laughs> Well, everyone, it seems as though we've got a challenger for the arena fight. Wonderful, wonderful. I was hoping that lunch would get you all nice and drunk. So how about we all say... Everyone head up uh, to the arena in what, about ten minutes or so? Yes, ten minutes would do absolutely fine for everyone. you give you time to um, quaff what remains of that pig swill you call food. And I will head up myself, of course. I don't need to go up like stairs like a boring person. I have my own lift, as you all know. So I do not have to deal with the likes of you peasants. Oh no! <laughs> uh oh, yeah, that's kind of kiboshing our plan a little bit, isn't it? If he's not going to come out of the doors, that would put a damper on the plan. <laughs> but oh gosh, does the microphone sound echo everywhere, or am I just being like in the room crying for? Oh no, do I know? I must know. Surely tell me. Literally okay, everyone can hear me. <laughs> oh, also, the brother's name is Lime. I'm Olive, and that's Lime. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Have you got a sister called Sage as well, maybe? Oh, that's on the list. As is Willow and Grass and okay. Moss and Forest. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it's a whole list of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, so guys, okay. gosh, like... Come back to... Oh, no, your friend's going to die. <laughs> okay, we should probably chat about this. 
Okay, look, 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 this isn't so bad. Okay, we know that the warden is leaving his office. We can still try to figure out a way to get in there. Yeah. Okay, now, listen, uh, what, what's everybody doing at the moment? Are, like, guards, like, leaving to go up to the arena, and we're, like, the only ones left? Yeah, yeah, most of the guards are heading out. Um, the only guard that you are aware is probably left is Debbie, who is still taking a migraine nap. Okay. Do, how do the... But everyone else is he- heading out, yeah. Uh, what what happens to the high-security prisoners while these arena fights are going on? Oh, no, they stay there. They're high-security. Oh, they don't They don't get to enjoy the arena fights. They, they, they hit the announcement, but, you know, they don't get to go anywhere. Mm. Okay, cool, cool. Well, okay. Is the construct still in the booth? The mm. construct is still there, yeah. Okay, gotcha. But we don't need to get into the warden's thing to be able to get your uncle out of his cell. No, we don't. You're right. It was more getting in there to have an escape plan. But if we can get him yeah. out and get him up and out in a different way, then that should work. So let's go and get him out yep. now. You can turn him invisible Yep. while you're there. Then we can go get Tina then to let us out. I'm not sure how. Yeah. yeah. Then we can just ask <laughs> Tina to let us out and say, hey, we've got to go. Okay. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the employee, <laughs> yeah, she'll be happy to help us. Ass. We could just quit. <laughs> we could just say, you know what, Tina? Take your job and shove it where things don't shine because pff, I don't like this place anymore. I I feel a, a little bit... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sing nine to five to her and that will inspire her. <laughs> there you go. To do what? It- to leave her <laughs> job, this nine to five job where they... They they don't let her use her mind, and they don't give her credit. Get revenge on boss. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was was that Dolly Parton? No. Yeah. 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 Okay. It right. was Dolly Parton. Great song. <laughs> awesome song. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go get my. Yeah, let's go get my uncle. Come on, guys. Are yeah. we concerned about the kidnapped random people here? <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. But I'm sure we'll figure that out. <laughs> One day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Concerned is fair. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do anything about it? I mean, I, I. Okay, question to Nesgrax. So I like, I sidle up alongside mm-hmm. Nesgrax and I like lean against the wall. And I'm just, it just looks like I'm chatting. Maybe I'm eating an apple with the other hand. So like, oh, wait, there's no one else around. What am I doing? Okay. So, <laughs> <Nesgrax. laughs> just trying to be casual. <laughs> Why are you being so cool? Casual stealth. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. All right, Nesgrax. The whole point of you infiltrating the HHO and getting information from your uncle mm-hmm. and all that. Like, you want to know what HHO stands for and you want to know for who's in HHO. And if these people are missing and here... And your uncle was taken by the HHO and is here. Doesn't that mean the warden's an HHO member? Could be. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I sort of thought all these people were HHO people. All right. So if we just get your uncle and get out, we're wasting, we're squandering a beautiful opportunity. Well, look, um, I want to know everything I can about the HHO, but it seems to me like we have a mission and I think we have to think long-term here. The The long-term thing to do here is to get my uncle out successfully so that 
he can provide us with the information that we need to get the HHO and bring them down for good. Okay. You're right. We need. We, it would be great to know who the warden is in this HHO thing. I could probably take a guess. Sounds a little bit like Venobo Mustakas. Fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, maybe if we can catch a glimpse of him on the way out, that would be great. But for right now, what I'm concerned about is getting my uncle out of here. All right, if that's what you want to do, let's do it. Olive does whatever you want to do. I don't know what that is. I'm still eating the apple eating against a wall in yep. stealth mode against nobody. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I, I think we're going to... So so we've, we're going to go down and have a chat to uh, yep. his uncle. That's definitely what's mm-hmm. happening. We're going to explain the situation to him. Then we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I feel a bit bad because I've promised Scrope McFlanagan, my old buddy, <laughs> that he's not going to have to fight the champion in the arena. But currently... We're, we're going to get Scrote out of here. Don't worry. We'll get him out of here. We're going to get Scrote, yeah. First, we don't know how we're going to do that yet, but I just no. wanted to throw that to the, to the group yes. as a whole to make sure we're, like, you know, on board. Your greatest enemy, you gave love advice to. Your best friend, you got killed. <laughs> you reversed the, the direction. <laughs> it, the, 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 the whole dynamic of the situation is very different to how I expected it to play out. I'm not going to lie. Are you saying, maybe okay, are you let's saying go get my because uncle. you're not a prisoner anymore? You don't care about what, you don't remember, you're, you're not still... What's her name from the... You're not still Jenny from the it, block? It's amazing how perceptions change when oh. you sand on the different side of the fence, you know? <laughs> I think I'm learning a lot through this process in, um, in, in you know, the grass isn't always greener or, or something probably applies oh. somehow. It would be great if we just knew that Scrope McFlanagan was here for like a hate crime or something. We just yeah. could, could leave him and, and feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's done something truly yeah. awful to be in here. I never found out what, what, Scrope, what Scrope did, to be honest with you. He never would tell me, so maybe it is quite bad. <laughs> he was a human trafficker. <laughs> um, okay, let's go check get my uncle, and then we'll, we'll worry about Scrope. All right, let's do it. Don't worry. Don't worry, Furious. We'll protect your script. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, got to go through the, the, the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, you hold up Debbie's key card and swipe it in the thing, and there's a, um, a little beep that goes, bing. It's very friendly. Um, and the door um, clicks as it um, starts to swing open towards you. Okay. We, I go in through the door. Okay, it looks the same as it did um, when you look through Olive Junior's eyes, only much smaller. Okay. <laughs> I am going to... As in regular size. Sure. Uh, okay, I'm going to go up to the door that I know is my uncle's door. Yep. Um, the door is uh, locked from the outside. There's a keypad mm-hmm. of entry. Mm-hmm. So... Like for numbers, you know. With numbers and everything? You're welcome to knock. Okay. Just mm, looking at the time, seeing you can knock. Yeah, I'll knock. <laughs> uh, you hear from inside, oh, who is that? Uh, Uncle Algy, it's it's me, it's it's Nesgrax. Nesgrax? Yeah, hi. How, how could this be? Yeah, look, uh, we got to get you out of here. Um, we need your help. You can provide us with information to bring down the HHO, and we'd like to help you escape. Oh, yes. hang on, hang on, one more, one, one second. Let me get the door, and you you hear Wait, a, a click from the inside, and the door swings what? open. 
Oh boy! And then uh, stood in front of you is uh, your old uncle, who's yeah, who's looking fairly porky as per usual, uh, a bit older than he was because he is a bit older than he was. Mm-hmm. But he has some cracks. How long has it been? A year, maybe more. Uh, yeah, a little over a year, I think, Uncle. Hey, so they just kind of let you wander around here, huh? I mean, well, not quite, not quite. It's, um, so it's a bit of an interesting deal. This new warden's a bit of a piece of work. Um, see, us, like, rich and powerful types, we get we get sent up here into the, the, the they call it the maximum security prison, but it's just security for us. Basically, how it works is they kidnap people of influence and riches and then blackmail the families for ransom money. Okay, okay, gotcha. Now, I, I, I didn't want to tell them that uh, most of my family uh, were not interested in me whatsoever. I just kept shtum on that one. And I, I, I've i just been living it up here for the past year in uh, relative luxury. I mean, I don't get to go out, but when, <laughs> whenever did I? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Okay. Well, look, uh, we've got a little bit of a mission here. We'd like to get you out of here. If you uh, wouldn't mind... Ah, yes. ...coming with us. I mean, yeah, so I, 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 norm- normally I wouldn't mind, but, um, I mean, I, I, I fear there's not much left out for me anymore. I mean, they took me, they must have killed the, um, my, my crew, um, Og, Bog, Nog, Chauncey. What? They killed Og, Bog, and Nog? I mean, they must have done, right? <gasps> I mean, they wouldn't have left them alive, surely. Oh my god, I loved those guys. They were awesome. Oh. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think they must have done right. <clears throat> what do you think they're going to do to you if they killed your crew? Chauncey is dead because of you, and you think they're going to... Well, I mean, I, as, I, as you, I said, uh, I I mean, I don't know if they definitely did, but I think they, they, they must have done right. Well, we've been outside, and we know that he's dead. They're all dead, and they're going to kill you, too, if you stay here. If you don't come with us, you're dead as a person thrown into a volcano. <laughs> Just like your crew. Uh, take, your pick, take your pick of uh, persuasion or deception. <laughs> no! Why do you guys let me talk? <laughs> take your pick. Well, I think it's a deception with my minus one and not my trained skill, which is persuasion, because I insist on lying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no! Oh, my God. This. That was a four. Oh, oh, no. Four overall, DM, and I'll stop talking now, but... um. <laughs> the, the irony is he would have been absolutely overjoyed to hear that Chauncey was alive. Well, he is, because I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Chauncey was found in pieces, it was horrible. It was horrible, I tell you. You, you don't need to lie to me, my dear. Um, I, can, I can see it all over your face. What's really going on? All right, look, let's be honest. Chauncey is alive and well. Um, Chauncey is on a boat called the Vengeful Lament. It's, it's shipped in the waters outside the prison. And he's and he's and to be honest with you, Chauncey would just love you to come out so he could re re restart his bottling activities for you. I think oh. that would make him the happiest 
That, that, that is ec- excellent news indeed. I would love to um, see Chauncey again. I, was, I haven't had quite the the the, <laughs> the same level of uh, banana daiquiri as he usually makes, and I'd rather been missing it well, personally. Exactly, but high-quality banana daiquiris are, are of the utmost importance, so we should get you back to those. Does that mean that you're coming with us, Uncle? Oh, yes. I mean, I, you know... Uh, if you if you just give me a moment to um, gather some uh, supplies, and he uh, wanders over to the drinks cabinet, I'll be right <laughs> oh with God. you. If you can get him out, of course, I don't think the warden would particularly enjoy my um, flight from injustice. Right, so we've now got another angle here, which is do we take down the warden's terrible kidnapping ransom practice on the way out? Do we tear down the in in or sit the infernal in sanatorium as we leave, or do we just sneak out and leave everything as it is, and just get our job done? I don't know. That's a good question, Nesgrex, or I'm sorry, Bob. What do you think? I d- I don't yeah I, <laughs> uh, I don't mind uh, yeah you know burning rubber and leaving this place a fiery mess. That w- that would be fun. You know, let let the prisons take over. Let the prisoners take over the prison. Uh, sounds like fun to me. If we can do that, that would be great. I think that would help out your friend's script. It would help us escape. It would. Yes. Oh, if we start a riot during the fight, maybe your friend won't die. We could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could check that out. Uh, hey, uh, I'm not going to lie. I really want to fight that champion. If that was a way I could have got out of here last time I was here, that's the route I would have taken. I want to knock his. You know who else would? <laughs> you know in. who else would be interesting to talk to is the this guy across from my uncle. This uh, this elf guy playing the violin. We could probably take him with us as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. If we wanted to. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good deed. That would be like icing on the cake, right? Uh, hello, sir. Um. Yeah, my my, I'm going to give you my Bob. My name's Bob, <laughs> sir. Ah, hello, hello. Um, we we see that you've been imprisoned here. Is that is that correct? Yes, that is correct. They uh, took me from um, the um, the opera. Oh my! Uh, well, we're making a little bit of an escape attempt, and uh, you know we could use any of the resources that you might be able to provide. Well, at the moment, the only interesting thing I have in here is my violin, my music. Okay. Um, cool. Sounds good. Well, you know, yeah, that's fine. Why don't you uh, come with us and, um, you know, we, we, you don't necessarily need to provide any sort of um, assistance. Uh, you know, you, you have value because you're you, a unique person, uh, you know, manifesting <laughs> as uh, someone who makes beautiful music, which uh, really soothes the mind to the point where one can really feel that without all of the thoughts and the distractions... It's okay, it's okay, okay, you don't need to keep talking. Sorry, yes, anyway, we're we're getting out of here. It's all right, I'll I'll come with you. It's getting kind of boring anyway, because um, the front out of music, basically. Then you just write more! (laughs) <laughs> uh, but no, Olive's going to go check out the tabaxi. The less information about an NPC, the more I'm interested in them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you 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 peek in the door, um, and as 
Um, Mini Olive saw it. Uh, there's a it's an unused bed, a uh, well-worn box, and a scratching post. Is the door like openable? Because I would just open the door and be like, "Hey, yo, what's up?" Uh, not, not, not from the outside. Uh, not from the out. There's a keypad on the outside, but like, like Algernon, it can be opened from the inside. Oh, okay. I knock. Yes. Hello. Hey, you want out? <laughs> oh yes, of course I would. All right, come on out. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Hang on. You hit. You hear a scratching noise at the door. Turn the knob. I got a friend. Beans does the same thing. <laughs> oh yes, hang on. The the door opens. and go. Ah yes, freedom. I can always get it if I wanted to, but uh, but I am too good for this place. <laughs> and I suppose we while we're here, we might as well let Mister Fourth Man out of his cell as well. I forget his name. Shander, was it? Uh, Timothy Shadow. Shadow, let's get Timothy out as well. We might as well take the whole gang with us. I, but wait, but like, wasn't he a really bad dude? <laughs> like, he, Was he a really bad dude? Yeah, he wanted more, like, money and didn't really care about the poor people. And honestly. Oh, he was, yeah, the hideous. Yeah. Capitalists. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Should we just leave him where he is? Yeah, I think he's fine. But if he if he's if he's so bad, then why does the HHO want him in prison? Well, he's got a lot of money because of all the corruption. So, haha. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Mm. See you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tim. We don't like you, mate. <laughs> Something about like no health care because the poor don't deserve it. I think Tim can stay in there. I don't remember very well. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It didn't. It. I remember it. I remember the story. It was not. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he can stay. He can rot. <laughs> so, panther person, right? You're like a tabaxi? Yeah, yeah, dark fur tabaxi. So, what's your name? Why, well, how how have you not heard of me? I am the Phantom! Oh. Considers putting you back in box. Um, yeah, okay. Alright, come with us. <laughs> you must know my work. I'm, uh... Very well known, but not very well seen. Cat burglar. <laughs> oh, the the um, I heard the story from. This is from the museum story as well. He's the one associated with the. Yeah. He, no. Don't talk to me about that. That was the 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 HHO. They put me in here, and then, you know, uh, when. F- for a, a spate of unsuccessful and, frankly, amateurish robberies, oh. and then blamed me for it. Oh, I see. I have standards, you'll know. Well, you seem like just the kind of guy we need. Um, probably have more useful skills than a violinist. No offense. Yeah, yeah. Like actually, if we're gonna sneak out of a prison, maybe a cat burglar is a good person to put in the party. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're coming with uh, us. Yeah. You're coming with us. Let's go. Boy. Right, let's go. So we need yeah. to now head up. <laughs> so Uncle Algie is invisible, right? And the rest of us aren't? Oh, I haven't said him to be invisible. Okay. Yeah, invisibility doesn't make yeah, super sense yet. when we've got like several cap- yeah. captive people leaving. Not anymore. Yeah, there's too many as well, I think. 
No, that was the plan at first, but yeah, I will I will leave him visible until um, unless that we need him to be invisible. So he'll be visible for now. Okay. Mm. I mean, we can always, you know, if the, if the other two end up being a little bit deadwood, we can always just sort of, you know, leave them be and just 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 turn Algin yeah. off invisible and get out uh, with him. That's our I, backup exit strategy. Yeah. Oh. Can I take a hellhound with me? I want a hellhound. I've always wanted a pet. Oh, I was going to throw it in the volcano to start the riot. How would how would that start a riot? <laughs> they come back. Well, because they come back. That's really cool as well. I'm surprisingly not that conflicted about that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> they come back. So that's like a... But how would that start a riot? Because it's like a super nonviolent. I could like pose as a prisoner and be like, hey, I'm rebelling. I'm going to throw this hellhound into the volcano. And then like everyone else will see that and they'll be like... <gasps> and ah. then... um. The hellhound wouldn't actually die. Like, as far as guards to off or first off, that's a pretty not permanent one. Anyway, I want a hellhound yep. regardless. <laughs> Should we just let all the hellhounds out and send them all upstairs? No. So strong, so powerful, so bite us to death. Yeah, that's probably not a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Okay. 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 Let's not do that then. Okay, let's... Let's see if we can make our way up. Mosey on upstairs. So how are we? But we we're going to start a riot, right? But like how? Because they're all in the arena, right? So well, like, yeah. If we're gonna, if we want to start a riot, we'll start we have we... to get up there. <laughs> so I don't. Can I take a hellhound with me, quickly? Exactly. I'm supposed to be assigned one anyway. Are you asking oh, me? Yeah, but if you can get one out <laughs> no, of the kennels DM. without it biting your face yeah. off, you just told me they were yeah. really deadly. Don't know. Um, DM, I was supposed to be assigned a hellhound. Can I have my puppy? <laughs> um, you, if if you if you want to try and uh, quickly make friends with one, you will either need some sort of spell because I'm fairly confident you can. There's a like friends with animals. The spell. look on my face right now is um, I mug or, frown at you. Or, well, I, I, I know that Nez, like Nezgrax might know something. <laughs> he can kill it and reanimate it. Other, otherwise, we, we're going to want... nothing big, of big... this sort. I, I can make him smaller. <laughs> All right, fine. No hellhound puppy for me. <laughs> Hell puppy. Um, otherwise... I mean, animal handling, does that, does that help? Um, yeah, yeah, you're going to need one hell of an animal handling check. One hellhound of an animal handling is coming up as Olive prepares to get bitten by a dog. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Hey, that's a wisdom-based trait, and as we've mentioned, Olive's way wiser than me. So, with a non-natural twenty, I go here, puppy, 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 puppy. Okay. Um. Do you have any particular food in your? clothing right now aside from an apple core i have a torch i light a torch and i hold it out to the hellhound here boy you want you want a snack i don't know do you eat fire or sticks do you like sticks do you like hot sticks probably likes okay. yeah probably likes them yeah so uh one of one of the hell it's quite a young young hellhound young hell puppy i guess uh look, looks at you excitedly and goes oh, hang on uh, <gasps> i i shake the stick what would a hell puppy sound like? You sound really weird. I shake the stick. <laughs> you, yeah. Good dog. Good dog. <laughs> I, I'm scared. <laughs> I give the dog the stick. 
<laughs> back away. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want it as a pet or to throw it in a volcano. It sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what What are you going to name your hellhound? What sound what does his... it make again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it Boots. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get enough of that from crud. <laughs> cool. Okay. I'm glad we stopped for this. Let's go. Want <laughs> to go up the stairs. <laughs> totally worth it. Okay, so you make your way back up from level 5, the guard, quarters, and recreation area, up to level 4, which is the cafeteria, which is very empty. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you want up against each of the walls, there are two separate staircases that both lead to different sides of the arena. It just goes straight up. It uh, pretty much skips the, the inmate floors and the admin floors it just goes straight up it's almost as if the uh, architecture of the building is planned for uh, quick trips mm. to the arena okay yeah guys we should get up there uh, it's it we, we should uh, get right up to the arena we should try to rescue scrote and start a riot and then make our escape okay question yes should we be wearing guard uniforms when we get up there and should all of us go up there? Because if we put the three secret high security prisoners near the door, then as we run towards them, they'll already be there, you know, like during a riot. So we, if we... Yeah, that's quite a good idea. Should we, should we sort of just send them off? Because I guess there's nobody in any of this whole place apart from in the arena now. Yeah? Everybody's in the arena. Everyone's in the arena, yeah. Including Tina at the front desk? Ooh, no one's operating Tina's desk, except for us. So let's send them to the desk, say, start to figure that out. We're going to dress as prisoners, start a riot, and join you, question mark? <laughs> that sounds like the play to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can we trust I... those three just to sort of sit there and stay there and... Oh, take a piece of your uncle, and then you can track him. Uh, okay. <laughs> take a piece of him? <laughs> what? <laughs> the way you said it. Take a piece of him? Well, like a hat or something. Is his scarf or a glove or, or, or like a slice of him? <laughs> I was thinking fingernail hair or beard. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. Rip yeah. his fingernail out. <laughs> oh my God. Just like a trim. Wow. I'm not wow. as evil wow. as you guys think I am. Oh. No, I'm starting to wonder. I didn't think you were, but I'm starting to wonder. Boots, you're definitely not going in the volcano. Don't let them tell you any stories. <laughs> <laughs> I feed Boots another torch. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, I sort of have a little bit of a reservation about this. I think if we start a riot and we're dressed as prisoners, if the guards manage to quell the riot, then we're there dressed as prisoners. That's a good point. Only one of us should be dressed as a prisoner. <laughs> okay, yeah. Minimize the risk. Sure. I mean, I would... I'm kind of into that idea, but at the same time, I've been a prisoner before and I don't really want to get stuck. Oh. You can't go back there. 
Maybe it'll be the famous Furious Johnson returns to to free his brethren, his prisoner brethren. Oh, I I know I know what we could do. We could get other guards' uniforms for the rest of our company here. Oh yeah. And and then we'll we'll all be dressed as guards, and then we can um we can all just sort of mosey That's... on out of here. And guards can start a prison riot too. We'll just a kick idea. a prisoner off into the volcano. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, sure. Just pick one that did like yes. you know one of the crimes you didn't like earlier. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. All right. So. Um, I'm not I, evil. Cool. So yeah. we pop back down to the guards' quarters. Get a, yeah. get around a guard gear for our three buddies. <laughs> Head back on up to the arena layer. Yeah. 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 And we're about to kick off. What happens when we get to the arena layer? DM. I'm assuming the fight's about to start. Yeah. Well, the fight is currently kind of yeah I, either going on or about to start. You don't know for sure. Okay. okay. It could already be over. You never know. <gasps> I'm a bit worried about my um, weird human sex trafficker mate that we've got into the... <laughs> well, we, we, we don't know that. <laughs> we, don't, no. we, don't, we don't know what he did, but it sounded bad. He could be a political prisoner. <laughs> he could be <laughs> fighting for the rights of dwarves everywhere. <laughs> he could be, okay. He could be an impoverished person stuck in a cycle of imprisonment, debt, and imprisonment and debt. Never able to get a job because of their felony record. He he could. Never able to pay off their debts because they can't get a job. And because they can't pay off their debts, incarcerated. Mm. I think you're giving much, I think you're giving too much credence to a guy named Scrote. Myself. (laughs) (laughs) You see that on a CV? <laughs> but maybe we also we should not judge. That is very true. Maybe he's a minority oppressed with a drug conviction by the ruling power of society. <laughs> hmm. That is that is very possible. Yeah. Okay, so let's just get up to the arena and see what's going down. Yeah, all six guards of us. All right. So uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're popping back down to go grab some spare yep. guard uniforms from the washing. Yep. Just. Stick them back on. Um, but yeah, everyone, everyone in guard uniforms, you make your way up to the arena. Now, as as you walk up, the arena is very much Colosseum-like. Um, just to help with the visualization, um, they've got stands going all the way down the side. On the left, there is a very fancy-looking uh, box where the warden uh, likes to sit. And on the, actu- on the actual floor... Um, there is, it's just sand, um, sand floor with a number of trapdoors set in the floor. Um, and fighting out in there, we have one very uh, <laughs> worried looking uh, scrote. And then one large metal knight fighting against him, who doesn't seem to be having too much trouble. Scrote's in danger. Uh, right, Bob. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember that invisibility spell you had? Mm-hmm. I think maybe now's the time to pull it out of the bag and uh, get get our our buddy Scrote down there, nice and invisible, so that big ironclad knight doesn't smash his brains over the Colosseum floor. Okay, but I, the problem is, I need I need I need to be able to touch him 
<laughs> we do not want to cross scrote. I need to be able to touch scrote. You what? <laughs> no, I thought you just had to see him, wasn't it? You don't want to... No, for invisibility, invisibility, I have to touch him. I can, I can blind or deafen the the knight if he if he can be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, do yeah, definitely blind the knight to begin with. That's a good start. Yeah. Okay. As long as I'm, as long as I'm in a thirty foot range of him. How big is Serena? Uh, they will be about. Hang on. Conversion from meters into feet. Yeah, uh, they will be about 90 feet away from you. They're kind of in the center of the arena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Are we going to have to get in the arena and sort this out if we're going to save Scrope? Okay, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast uh, Slow on the knight. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okie dokies. And beat a 14. That's actually a really clever one because there's no evidence that anything was done to them. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. All right, Nezgrax uh, wiggles his hands, casts a spell. What does it actually look like? Um, I, I, I know what someone slowing down looks like, but what does it look like from your end? What does it look like when I'm casting it? Or Yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah. I'm twirling my fingers around each other and then like making them like go slower and slower uh, while I mutter my incantation and uh, and uh, yeah that you, you try not to get caught up in the fumes of the your mushroom beard no exactly yeah <laughs> alright so ne- Nezgrak starts to wiggle his fingers starts to uh, cast his incantation and sure enough the knight the large hulking metal knight starts to inexplicably slow down to almost a crawl. If he was shouting, it would start going. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of impressions. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Right, so we've just bought scrotes some time. So, so, so Furious Johnson turns to the guys and says, right, what, what, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? We want to start a riot, right? Are we going to go and attack the warden? Uh, do we want to throw the warden in the volcano? What do we want to do here? Aren't they in a box? Yeah. He's in a box somewhere. I'm sure we could get to it if, you know, we're guards. We can get anywhere, can't we now? We've got a, we've got a security pass. Hey, Nesgrex. Yeah? Do you recognize the person in the box? I'm going to look up at the person in the box. Because I believe in Norsing Around, which was a long Uh, time ago, you were confronted in an alley by someone who called your friend a liar. That's right. Venobo Moustakis. And then you chased him in Family Feud and met them behind the bleachers, but for less fun activity. Yes. (laughs) The way you said that. (laughs) <laughs> you're welcome uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's late, I'm losing it <laughs> so, so yeah so I want to look up at the at the box and see if I recognize the um, uh, the person, the warden alright, give me a perception check yep because you're still a little ways off uh, 21, none that well there's no mistaking uh, this person you've seen them uh, plenty of times before 
and never in a good situation. Um, you're fairly confident he hasn't seen you yet, because if he had seen you, then you'd know about it. Because it's not every day you run into your old patron. What? What? <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God, guys. It's Mephistopheles. Right. Um... It's it's Mephistopheles. We can't kick Mephistopheles into a volcano that will not succeed. No, I, I don't think we're going to win that fight. No, no. Uh, How to fail at kicking yeah. someone into a volcano? Choose Mephistopheles right there. <laughs> oh gosh, we just have to get out of here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, uh, Scrooge. Yeah, we just need to get out of here like without anybody noticing. Like, thankfully, this game is distracting them. I feel bad. That is a big bad. If Scroke can just like run over to us, then I can cast invisibility on him. No, you need Scroke to fight this battle. Sorry, my friend. Olive reaches out her hand and pats your shoulder and says, <laughs> "I don't know what to say. Let your friend die. Let your friend die. Let no." But literally, okay, wait. Is this one of those character moments? This is this is for the greater good. It is. No. Olive has personality traits, right? That's how Dungeons and Dragons works. Darn it. I have to save Scroat. Well, Scroat might actually win now that um we've halved the knight's speed. So maybe maybe we've just bought him his his freedom. We have to make Scroat win, and here's why. Because Olive, written into her as much as she is a lizard folk, is that she thinks the strongest bonds are built through struggling together. Her teammates are her, are her family, and she's fat. Cool. All right. All those things are true. So <laughs> that's one of them. She's fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really yeah. uh, So, oh, gosh, Ernie, we have to help Scroat win. So currently the armor. What else can we do to help Scroat? I mean, I'm where where we could fight me and me and me and Olive, but I think that that'd expose our position a little bit too much. Yeah, but you know, how's the armor doing? Uh, how's the what? Yeah, the the giant knight. I don't, I assume there's something uh, in there, but if there's not, I'm calling um, it moving armor. <laughs> no evidence. It's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. No, uh, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. It's a lot slower than it used to be. Um, Scroat is managing to like um, dodge around it, uh, dodge some of its attacks, uh, get some rolls in, um, and, and start start fighting back effectively. Okay. Here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cast invisibility on myself, and I'm gonna run to Scroat. No, no, cast invisibility on one of the monks. <laughs> uh, okay. No, because he needs to get close to Scroat to cast invisibility on him, so we can all. Oh no, no. Well, Scroat can get out if he wins. It, yeah. So we just need to <laughs> invisibly punch. Yeah. Okay. I. Okay. Yeah. I cast invisibility on Alf. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Get out of here without me. I'll make my own way out. And bye. Leave. Go. To be fair, you can do it on two people, can't you? Um, for this one, was that blind? I, I just, I just need the one. So let, so let, let, let's let Olive take care of this knight because he is precariously s slow at the moment. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's quite slow as well, isn't yeah. he? So I suppose Olive, Olive's got... Two I was thinking two months are better than one, than one right? <laughs> yeah, but I might need your help getting out of <laughs> Yes. That's, that's a fair yeah. point as well. Okay. Um, okay. You guys so, head out. Don't wait for me, okay? Godspeed, Olive. Okay. See ya. <laughs> All right. And then um, Olive is going to... Oh, and, and take boots. Thank you. <laughs> we have boots. Yeah, don't worry. Don't, boots don't. will be safe. I mean, boots, boots, I don't think Boots would want to leave your side. Boots would want to be part of the... Boots, go. Go, Boots. Okay, Boots comes with us. I take out one of my torches and start waving it in front of him. Boots Boots quite happily chases me. (laughs) Bye, Boots. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Olive is going to head into the ring invisibly, which is a lot more painful on your feet as people step on you than you would think. And... Once in the arena is just going to wail on this night. Like, let's be real. Always a monk. Like, should I roll a mm-hmm. lot of damage? Because I hit four times in a turn, six turns in a row. My average damage is six hits per punch. Mm-hmm. And my average to hit is... Um, yeah, that sounds five. like it all. Average is 15. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the, the giant knight, whether uh, filled or not, will not be able to spot you because you are, as we said, invisible. Uh, does that... W- oh, that only wears off um, if Nezgrax makes an attack, correct? Yes, concentration means uh, he's concentrated yeah. on my invisibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, let me get you a number. Hold on. 144 non-lethal damage on an average AC of 15. <laughs> okay. Before I run out of key points. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah great so um as uh scrote okay I'll, i will start describing as scrote uh dodges around starts rolling uh takes a couple of swipes at the armor it's really quite uh something to see um initially everyone in the stadium was thinking well there's no chance we've got a giant piece of armor here versus one scraggly little scrote but <laughs> As time goes by, they start to think, wait, maybe this could happen. And, you know, the the noises in the stadium start going from, you know, uh, shouting and booing and laughter to cheering and, like, shouts of encouragement. So you hear, you can do it, Scrote! <laughs> I, like, carry Scrote because I'm invisible as he, like, jumps and I make him jump further and then I, like, punch the knight four times. <laughs> 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 yeah, so to anyone watching, it looks as though Scrote has found something within himself that is, like, superhuman, and he's, like, just <laughs> jumping around the arena, getting hits on this giant piece of armour that no one thought was possible. And then after a good couple of minutes of pounding, the armour just stands there and topples backwards and collapses onto the ground. And a giant roar comes from all sides of the arena. And you hear on the tannoy again. Well, it seems as though someone has won their freedom. I'm a man of my word. Congratulations, Scrotes. You have won your freedom. Head up to... uh, Well, not head up. Head down, even, to the second floor. Uh, Tina will... Uh, process your exit paperwork. No standing around, everyone. Time to uh, head back. Um, I think I need a drink. 
Olive heads back to her quarters and starts uh, like laying on her bed and crying about Lime. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> I'll come home on my next Christmas break, I guess. You <laughs> just stop working here one day suddenly. <laughs> Olive is an, an employed prisoner within the prison. It might take me until a while until the next, like, what is it, bank holiday? What do you get to go home? I don't know. But do, do, you, you, you can just quit. I mean, you know, that is a thing, right? Did you not want to take advantage of your invisibility and just come with us? It doesn't last very long. Like, how long does it It lasts an hour. An hour? Yeah, you're still invisible. That's your route out of there, for sure. I I was going to say, you you could probably go with Scroat while he (laughs) goes to get his exit paperwork sorted. Yeah. Do you secretly want to be a prison guard? (laughs) (laughs) I just... I, I don't know, but Mephistopheles doesn't know me. Does he? Sla- no, because Mephistopheles was your yeah. patron when I was Pidge. So, like, yeah. I have a whole new body. <laughs> I don't. True. Like, hey, quit. you can quit at any time you want to. So, if you want to stay there for a little bit longer for now, why not? Yeah, just just don't let Mallory the Victorious off the boat, and I think we're good, right? Hopefully, you guys figure that out. Yeah. And don't just release her immediately. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, right, so while this whole fight thing was going on, Furious, Nesgrax, the three prisoners that we've got, we've all just exited. Scarpered. Scarpered, run. We're back on the volcanic beach. We've... Uh... Okay, um, you, well, you would have had to go through um, the admin level. Um, Tina was was still there. Um, so what will you have said to Tina to get her to either abandon her post or let you through? Well, we, we, need, to let, we need to let Tina know that Debbie's not feeling great. And we think that Debbie would really benefit from Tina going down and seeing him and making sure he's feeling good. So we approached Nesgrax. You're, you're probably a bit more, you know, a bit more of the, the smooth, mm-hmm. smoothie, charmy kind of dude. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, hey, Tina. Oh, hello, um, Roberto, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, me, Roberto Rodriguez. Um, I just wanted to uh, let you know that, um, you know, I, I, you seem like a great gal, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, I could be wrong, but it just seems like uh, Debbie McGee, he just, I think he's really smitten with you, and he might just be a little bit, you know, shy, you know, I, I think he's a big, he looks like a big burly man, but I think he's really got a soft heart. And um, yeah, I think maybe you just want to give him a chance. Oh, you, you think, you, you think he's into me? Uh, I mean, uh, I could be wrong. I'm usually not about these things. He, I think he's got a soft spot for you. It's, just, it's something about the aura around him and the aura around you. It just felt like it was one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, give me a persuasion check, but don't forget to add the plus three from your beard spores. I will not. On top of my plus five that I already have, so that's a 19 plus three, so that's a 22. Okay, she, uh, she goes, no, you're right. I mean, you know, we could be stuck in here forever, and I don't want to 
just waste away and like not risk it, do I? No, I need to go and talk to him. I'll be honest with you, Tina. This place is hell, but even hell can be heaven with the right company. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. Is he down in the, um, the guard quarters, or did he go and see the, did he go see the fight? Yeah, he wasn't feeling so well, so I think he stayed down in the guards' quarters. Hey, it's, he's all alone down there. He's, he's just uh, resting on his bed. He wasn't feeling. Oh no! I need to go. I need to go. Um, I'm I'm sorry. This is unprofessional of me, but I I need to, I need to. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she gets up and just not quite sprints, but half half runs down the down the stairs, mm -hmm. leaving everything her desk as it was. So I say, we'll just let ourselves out then. <laughs> you you get no response from that. Okay. Um. I want to look around her desk to see if there's like a key or some sort of a button or something that will allow us to leave safely. Um, if you look at the magical memo pad, there is a section on that. If you scroll through uh, the the menus, it uh, just says like uh, door <laughs> security. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. And there's there's a just uh, something that just says like guard door okay. open, guard door closed, and it's currently on closed. Okay, uh, I'll just flip this over to open. This is definitely the button that I personally would wire to alarm <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, the gate behind you, the one you came in, starts to um, fizz again mm -hmm. with that blue magical light again, and the gateway is open. Okay, guys, Chevron 7 is locked. Let's go. Hey, Stargate reference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we go through. I go through the portal. Yeah. All all all, all your uh, uh, rescued prisoners uh, make make a beeline for the exit, <laughs> and um, all of you head through, and you're back in fresh air. Yeah. Well, it's it's still volcanic, but yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 fresher air than it used to be. Minorly sulfuric. Yeah, it smells just a little bit of eggs. <laughs> Well, boys and girls, we made it. Yeah, I think we, I think we, I think we did all right there. <laughs> I hope Olive's all right fighting that tin can that we left her with. I'm sure she'll be fine. I've seen Olive in action. I, I'm not so worried about her. No. Did you see it? But I'm Good, good news. Good news. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, the fans and pipes up going, you do have a way to get off this awful rock, don't you? Don't you worry, Phantom. We've got an invisible boat. He, he looks around and goes, is, is, is it here? <laughs> it's somewhere <laughs> around here. It is still there, isn't it? Somewhere. Oh, yeah. We had a signal, didn't we? Olive, do your signal. Oh, wait, where's Olive? <laughs> it's, it's out there somewhere. Oh, yours, yes. This is very Wonder Woman looks for her invisible plane. No, you you had one too. What was it? Car, car, or something. Coo. I'll uh, I'll do my signal. Um, from the uh, the from the shoreline, you see um a, a shimmer start to come, um, and it starts to form itself 
back into the shape of the vengeful lament as uh, Arlen decloaks the ship. Great. And you can all make your way cool. over towards safety. There you go. We told you. I knew it was there all along. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> <laughs> right where we parked. All right. I guess we'll wait here for Olive. <laughs> Is that the plan? No, not until like a holiday or something when I get to go home. Like, Are you really? You're really staying? <laughs> You've made this choice. You're going to stay. Yeah, man. You're going to stay in this hell prison, posing as a guard. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? I mean, not, not, should, should we, should we, can, can, can we kind of, and again, player talk here, can we backtrack a little bit to the point of the story where we left Olive and we discussed the fact that she might be staying? Otherwise, we're kind of like <laughs> yeah, obligated true. to hang around oh, no. for like a month while we wait and see if she's coming, or at least, you know, for our, for our, for our guild colleague, we should give her a day or two, surely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we we can say like as she uh, ran into the arena, she was like, "Don't wait for me." Yeah, go go, guys! I'm gonna, I'll be see you at Thanksgiving break. Bye. Actually, you, you did say don't wait <laughs> yeah. for you. She did say don't wait for us. Yeah. So maybe we just don't have to wait at all. Hmm? Yeah, I'll see you at Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever's next, Memorial Day. What time of year is <laughs> it? Spring break. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's still around like uh, springtime, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever, maybe l- late spring? Spring break. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you for spring break. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, I just want an in on... So I think the warden's with the HHO. I think this is an HHO operation. I am a mole. Because that works out well for yeah. all the moles. Yeah. Yeah, right? okay. It's always a good plan. Cool. Safe. Totally cool. cool. Cool, yeah. This will never backfire. Keep Mallory, please. Please keep Mallory. <laughs> 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 okay job well done okay as as you um load your rescued um hoity-toity uh well-to-dos uh onto the onto the ship um Algenoth, uh takes you aside in Ezgrax and says look my boy I, I i know you went through an awful lot of trouble to to rescue us and that's very much appreciated and I will very much stick to my end of the barking um, I've kept like, all the paperwork they've ever sent me and you're welcome to it it's just as soon as we get back but I, I do have a, a piece of information for you you might be interested in the identity of their leader, their founder if you will now I don't know her true name because I, I haven't met her at all, but there's a there's a saying that goes um in the 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 HHO um which is um let me find my notes, give me a second. Uh there's a saying that um pervades throughout the HHO, um said with fear, said with uh, said with malice sometimes, but the motto of the HHO the Queen orders, the hive obeys. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. As far as I understand it, it's <laughs> not that not that clever. Um the the bus the bu- the the word is that um the the founder of the HHO, the leader, is some sort of bee lady. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a reference for our UK listeners. But I think that will do it for this week's episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been great fun. Uh, joining us this week were Roberto. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you. Paul. Uh, yeah, that's me. Didn't get to kick enough things in the nether regions as I wanted to this week, but uh, hopefully i get my chance next time. And Mallory. Uh, lime. Oh, Lime. I'll see you on my next vacation. <laughs> <sighs> we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Hello, my darling. This is Tome by Tome ASMR, reading classic literature, creepy fairy tales, and the horrors of H.P. Lovecraft to reduce your symptoms of anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Join me at Tome by Tome ASMR on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. As always, I hope that you have very sweet and creepy dreams. Good night. And we've hijacked the signal. See, Harvey, I told you we could hijack other podcasts. Never doubted you, DJ. Quick, Parker, do the thing where you tell them about our podcast, where we interview wastelanders, share survival tips, and explore wacky storylines overdosed with exposition. I mean, you just did. Did what? Hey, listeners, join the Afterworlds podcast as we explore a fictional post-apocalyptic future. Set in the world of Afterworlds live-action role-playing game, it's an episodic improv show, available on all major audio platforms. The Afterworlds podcast. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV mm. everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's I know. robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's robbed any banks. I've What's been exactly going on? I've the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV Anything, is necessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where you wear a mask, everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, it was, uh, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Covered. my shotgun. My <laughs> shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.